we we have some stuff to say about the Super Bowl and everything, but I'm real excited on how we ended the podcast today. Um uh, because we went like full circle in all of our thoughts today. It was just like a little ho hum. For being honest, we didn't come out of the gate on fire. We didn't have footballs last Sunday. But yeah. but at the end of the podcast, we get into some fun stuff and uh and and we're cheering for people to be unemployed uh by next Monday. I mean, that's I loved how we ended. I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh also you're not making fun of me and being mean to me right now, which is not usual. Oh, am I supposed to make fun of you and tell you that you suck at life? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Let's hear it. <laughs> I don't have anything this week. Lost no, your step. Lost the, your step. I, I lost my step. Yep, that's I it. am Washed. sick today. I will lie. So if <laughs> yeah. I sound a little I, if I sound a little different today, I got the I got the cold. I got the head yeah. cold. But oh, uh, I did last week and I had plenty of energy, so Cool. I'm old, you jerk. Yes, sir. Uh, I also don't know what days of the didn't week. Didn't you are. disappear for like forty five minutes last week? No. <laughs> Were no. you taking no. a dump no. downstairs whoa, whoa, for forty five minutes? No. That's <laughs> No, I don't know what you're talking about. Let's move on. This is uh, we're all here this week. No, we're going to unpack uh, a little bit of the Pro Bowl. Uh, just uh, some takeaways from that. It was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Uh, we got a little bit of a Super Bowl preview today. We're going to get into prop bets. Uh, we're doing our pick em as well for the Super Bowl. Uh, we hope you're ready and locked in for the next two hours as we go through all of it. And... Uh, Join us. It's going to be a fun time, right, Grant? Kick back, grab your popcorn, listen up. We got things to say. Sportsify. Welcome to Sportsify for February 8th, 2024, with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Welcome in, everybody. It is Super Bowl week. I am your host, Matt Novak. Alongside me, as always, is Grant Hawker. And on the third mic is Jamison DeFore. What up? Nobody's going to say hi today. That's fine. Nope. Uh, Grant's just sitting know. here staring at things moving on the screen. Joining us, as he has been for the entirety of the playoffs in the last several weeks, is our good buddy, Mike Connor. Hey, Mike. To be fair, I am also just staring at you guys on the screen. Yeah, but Grant's just watching the little wa- sound waves move on the computer and is in freaking La La Land already, and we're not even a minute in. So this is going to be a fun one. I like did, you see what I, did you see what I put up over here, Matt, on my camera? You see that I right did. there? I did. You got some Bosa and Kittle yep, in the right background. There. I got I got number 97 ready to go for this weekend. Uh, it's it's going uh, to be a crazy good weekend. Um, yes, it will. It, yes, it, is. it will. It's gonna, uh, you keep cheering. Keep cheering, buddy. I, I love when you cheer. I love when you cheer against my team. Yeah. It always works Grant, out so Grant well. can't send any pro <laughs> Chiefs text messages during the Super Bowl. Can't wait for I'm his not, third quarter text message. Not gonna. Served him so well the last few weeks. Um, no, we uh, we got a lot to get into today is in terms of the Super Bowl because it's, it is the beginning of the end, gentlemen. Uh, this is like literally... The beginning like, of the end of seven months of silence. <sighs> oh, it's so hard because I love this week. Like, I love it. I love everything it represents. And when your team is in it, it is one of the most exciting things in the world uh, as a sports fan. I mean, this is what we, we get up for. We love this. But at the same time, Monday's coming. And it is stupid 
bull the crap mon- season. The Monday where people after just the lie Bowl to us should be a national holiday. If you shave it off to mourn, to oh, celebrate. Yeah. To I got for some people. I will from say, hangovers. yeah, for the third year in a row, we again clanging the bell for this. I don't know how what I, you call it. I don't know why isn't why is Pat McAfee not losing his mind <laughs> as you know the the national cheerleader for football? Why is he not making a huge deal, calling senators and governors and making this happen for us with his platform? Because it needs to happen. To be fair, I did take a vacation day for Monday. Yeah, Mike did. Yeah, like, and I, will, I, just, I just think ahead like that. And, and and I will say, and you know, Matt and Mike, you guys may have forgot what this feels like. Grant knows, but like the Monday after you win a Super Bowl is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's probably I do the not best. Remember the Monday after Super Bowl? <laughs> it's it's. Probably... I mean, to be fair, mine was mine was ten years ago. So like, I was I, Grant well, was at thirteen. School. I was thirteen. <laughs> he was at school. I, I remember the. I I mainly more remember the Super Bowl after the the horrific the horrific one. Oh um, yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. that more because Are I purposely. You, yeah. Cause I, I, it happened. I literally got up to that sucks and went to bed at like eight thirty. Like didn't show my face, mm-hmm. slept in my jeans and my Jersey woke up oh. and just went to school the next day in that same outfit that I'd wore for, I guess 48 hours at that point, 24 hours. Yeah. I remember all of that. I yeah. walked through the halls. remember the pain. So, yeah. I mean, but the victory lap in, though is, is pretty great. Lap then you, great. Get a, you can listen to all your podcasts and all the YouTube people and all it's the all people talking who are, about is your team. It's like, you listen to the ones that like reinforce what, what I was thinking all season for the Rams. And then you have to hear people yep. eat crow. So it's like that, that is like the best feeling if you do win, but obviously it's like the, I just got off a roller coaster and now I'm either going home well, from this theme park or I have to well, get like, back and in Jameson, line. You've got the, or you both have the unique perspective that you've taken. You've gotten the L and a dub. In yeah. Recent yeah. Now, fortunately like, I have the dub more than the, the L for a Super Bowl. I so mean, that mine one, is kind of whatever. Like it, yeah. it doesn't matter. You're just so first, close really. to each other. Um, but, but no, it, but then it's the opposite too, is that when you lose, you don't want to go like for me, cause like all my social media is sports related. It's football related, NFL, right. ESPN, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And when, then it's like, I don't want, I don't want to see my phone. I want to lock my phone like right. away for like a week. So I don't have to <laughs> right. hear them, yeah. you know, go over my team, go over the play, especially Ugh. for me and my instance, like going over the play all the time. And then there's, yeah. and then for me specifically, like just the heartbreak, it was seeing it on nine years ago today this happened it's like ugh. It, like it still <laughs> of hurts course. look yeah next tuesday if the 49ers lose i am 100 percent opening this that episode up with hey do you remember that one time oh, no. that the seahawks <laughs> no no i know how i'm opening it <laughs> i know <laughs> no i get to open it shut any, your mouth yeah any interesting news just, happened these past couple of days it's fine I can't guys much. it's literally my podcast but it's fine you know grant i <laughs> i, I paid for, i've paid for all of this hey we don't need to start talking about who paid for what. I'm just saying okay? because I get my moment in glory. Where we're sitting, where we're sitting, that is true. That is true that you paid for these things for yourself. But we we're not going to go into details on the internet about who has anyway, paid for what. Super Bowl. It win if you win, it's awesome. If you lose, it sucks. Yes, uh, I will not be naked on I five. I will not. I'm oh. I'm good <laughs> if we lose. Uh, like you get here as long as as long as it's a good game, especially. If your team gets blown out, that's a little different. Uh, but even even the blowouts, though, like you you like at least for me, every time the Seahawks get like blown out in games, like or even in big games or important ones, it's like by the second half, I'm like, yeah, okay, I just kind of you 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 kind of get to work yourself to like you're ahead of schedule in terms of your like process. Morning. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, you're morning, but like, a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like, so see, like, I don't. I the Niners don't get blown out in the playoffs or in Super Bowls, right? They don't get blown out. It's always the last second. Leading sure. up to the last drive, it always like that's how our seasons have ended in most of my life. Uh, either we made the playoffs and we we lost 
you know, for the most part on the last drive, one way or the other. Um, or, uh, yeah, we, we didn't, but like, I, I have always had like fourth quarter shakes like my entire life. Sure. Well, but okay. So, so, but the, 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 the 49ers Lions one, for instance, a couple weeks ago, oh, yeah. there was a point where you thought this game was over, right? Where you yes, thought it was called halftime. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, but just like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if, if that continued in the trajectory that you thought I was going to be like, you're already like, all right, well, game's over. Yeah, season's over. Thank like, God I, I was around some really gracious people. Sure. Who would have been very nice to me about it, uh, especially since we had sent one of their uh, teams home the week before. Um, <laughs> so they would have been pretty nice. But yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like you do kind of mourn the loss a little quicker. And and for those of yeah, us, when that it have comes down through, to the play, ugh, like it's, you, you're, it's you're, worse. You're, your hope is already you. there. You're like you you see the end. Like you see like yeah. if this play happens, right, this is it. Yeah, and then if yeah. that gets taken away or that drive or things like that, you miss the field goal, throw turnover, oh. you get the touchdown to win. The like worst is when you're getting blown out and then you come back and then you also lose because you're like, yeah. I surrendered this game. I was already over it. Oh, but now we're back in it. And then you lose again. And it's just like a double crushing. Loss. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah. When Which is what you guys have avoided the past Donald, couple of games. That was games. brutal. Yeah. That yeah. Was like I was, and then he, and then they basically do it again. You're like, kill me. Like what? Uh, yeah, it's like all just that for this. Put up the backups, please. So I don't have to like get my yeah, hopes up I'm, again. You know, uh, we're done. Yeah. I totally agree. And we'll get into our perspective in terms of what we think is going to happen in a little bit. Um, because we we probably all have some varied opinion. I think though we're we're all probably sitting. If I if I got to say though, right where the line is, the line's at minus two and a half in the Niners' favor going into today. I don't think anybody feels really strongly. Uh, that Vegas is off here. Uh, we definitely did about some of the playoff games, but this, this seems like a 50-50 game, and nobody knows exactly which direction it's going to go, but uh, I don't think our opinions are going to vary that hard today. Um, but we're going to get into it. We're going to approach this a little differently than we normally would. Um, Mike and I are going to be, uh, as 49er fans, are going to be talking about how we think KC uh, could uh, potentially beat the 49ers, what they're going to need to do to win. Uh, and Grant and Jameson as non-49er fans will take that angle uh, on behalf of the 49ers and uh, present a positive argument, Grant, about the 49ers. Hmm? A positive argument. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I uh, just want to double check that you understood what we discussed. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but real quick, guys, like, I, I, I was at the coast this weekend, hanging out with my wife, uh, came home, sat down on Sunday afternoon, I uh, I had plenty of different opportunities while I was just relaxing and having a good time uh, getting away uh, to just turn on TV a little bit, check out what was going on with all the Pro Bowl games. Uh, gotta say, I didn't love everything that they did. A few of the contests were kind of dorky. Love that Jason Kelsey didn't care and went for that five-pointer on the Every long time. Challenge. Like 30 times in a row. <laughs> didn't care. He's like, I'm doing one thing, and he got it on his last one. That was awesome. I uh, th- thought that was pretty great. <laughs> And then I, I really did like the flag football game. Uh, I thought it was pretty solid. They cared. I, I watched about a quarter and a half of yeah. it. About I watched mainly the second, the second half. Yeah, NFC won. By the way, we're we're gonna comment N- on how N- it went, but NFC, NFC won, won everything. Let's yeah. go. Well, they did. The NFC dominated, which is crazy because we've always talked about like all year we've talked about the the talent and specifically the quarterback talent in the AFC, which uh, one of them showed up. Sure. Stroud was awesome. Well, yeah, that's not this totally no shock. Wasn't at that's the no end, shock to yeah. anybody on this podcast. No, um, but like the NFC and everything just dominated. They killed. Like I don't know what it like. I mean, the 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 prize of win is just some money, like half a million dollars. I think yeah, some I of mean, it is also it, it, that 
the big name players in the AFC, which are mostly quarterbacks, don't want to show up, and then a lot yeah. of the young talent in the NFC are like the rookies. Like, yeah, so it's like they got to experience it. Okay, right? yes, yeah, there's Lamar like, didn't show up, but Josh Allen did. Yeah, yeah, I mean Josh Allen and and, uh, and Stroud were both there, and neither one disappointed, especially Stroud. Dude, at one point he was ten for eleven with two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like when he came back in in the fourth quarter when Peyton put him back in, which I thought was a great move. Uh, Baker Mayfield played well too. Baker Mayfield played awesome. Yep, that guy was played like he was supposed to be there. It was I, great. I, I will say though the like the like throwing challenge it was a mid off like crazy. Yeah, like every quarterback, yeah. like whoever won got twenty six points, and usually people are scoring like thirty. Yeah, and that but the winner scored. What, was it was it Baker? Yeah, I think Baker. it was Baker. Baker, was, yeah, because Baker won that. Then for twenty six with like twenty six. He was the MVP, the offensive MVP of the Pro Bowl games. Right. So. Yeah, but overall, like the quarterback challenge, like Tua played terrible. Shockers <laughs> couldn't hit a Jalen Hurts target. Tua is not accurate. I I am shocked. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Jalen Hurts didn't play well. Gino didn't do well. Um, who else? I mean, yeah. All, it was like a like, CJ Stroud watched, and Baker Mayfield were like the best two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was like, I watched just like the clips and ESPN. I'm like, oh, I didn't miss anything. But to be fair, to be on that one, those are the two guys that you would expect are pinpoint passers out of that grouping. Yeah, I would can't, say can't throw with anticipation to uh, in this competition. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't hit the ones. Screw it, Tyreek's out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he'll run under the ball. Don't worry yeah. about it. He's fast. He just he just throws into windows with anticipation. Like, okay, well, right. can you hit a target? That'd be great for this production value. Yeah, no kidding. I will say, I mean, that flag football is like tailor made for Baker Mayfield, like backyard football style. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, cool that, that I took away. Like, he is just like gun, run and gun, like slinging it all over, like yep. plays and be damned. You the, know, okay, like, but the, go stra- the Stroud throw to the corner. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. Like, Jamar. Yeah. As soon oh as I gosh. saw, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, so the cool thing about this now is like, you just get to watch a bunch of like professional athletes go do what you and your buddies do at the park across the street. <laughs> oh, oh, D- DK almost rolling out left, and dropping it in the bucket. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, DK almost had the filthiest one hander. I wish that happened. It's fun. It was, it was fun. It's scoring. high scoring the touch on the touch on the Stroud throw was ridiculous. Like when he, cause he's rolling to his left, he has to put it over the defender. And then, you know, I mean, to be honest for Jamar, that's just like a normal thing. Like what he did in terms of getting his feet down. There was nothing crazy special about that. Well, it was a good catch. Don't get me wrong. But the throw was perfect. I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. In game, in that setting, whatever. That's just a dime all day. That was that was my the or the best throw of the day. I loved all the laterals. Like it kind of started off not doing it. They were like, whatever, in the first half. And then they weren't turning the ball over. And real, I think they all realized, hey, when the ball's on the ground, it's a dead play. That's flag football yeah. rules. So who cares if we just start tossing this thing around? And uh, that was pretty cool. Like a lot of hook and ladder type scenarios or, you know, a flood going to the left. And a guy would catch, stop, and the other dude would run underneath him and just take off. I saw like Laporta and uh, Amon were doing that. Uh, they did that a couple of times during the game. It was just super fun. I... As somebody who hated the Pro Bowl because they weren't tackling anymore, it was basically a two-hand touch game with pads on, uh, this seems to be, again, another step in the right direction. I will say, though, the uh, one we didn't mention, the, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, my gosh. Tug of War. Tug of War. Thank you. NFC just destroyed. Holy cow, the AFC didn't show up. They were down in four seconds. On the second one, one especially, it was not even a, a... a tug. It was it was pull ground. That was it. 
it was over real fast. So nobody had their footing or whatever. It was hilarious to watch. But uh, no, I mean, again, they're making it fun. They've incentivized it enough for these dudes to show up. Yeah. They make it fun for their families. It's pretty cool, like what they're doing for the family aspect to get the guys out there. And honestly, like they're taking cues from the NBA All-Star game, clearly, which is what they should be doing because it is the best All-Star game. MLB is pretty good, too, with the home run derby. The derby's good. Derby's good. The rest of it's garbage. The rest of it's garbage. Yeah, it's fine. Because they, because they play politics with hits and whatnot, it's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but what, I, what they should do, though, now, since they're just, we don't have to worry about injuries or things like that, because what they do, they should totally look at doing it in the middle of the season, like in the MLB, like in the NBA, doing something like Oof. that. I think that that could be interesting. It, it, I think it would draw more eyeballs to it. Because it's not like just like, oh, this is a consolation because there isn't football this week. Problem is then you have to push the Super Bowl back. Because you if you're you gonna do it Super in the Bowl middle of the if you're gonna do it in the middle of the season, then you have to have like an extra week off because no one's gonna do it when you play Which, next Sunday. But but Jameson, we have made the case. Why in the world aren't we doing that? Because it's President's Day weekend because the next week. President's Day weekend the next holiday. Week. Yeah, exactly. which I'm sure they would love to. I'm just, I'm just saying that they would have to move the Super Bowl again if they went. Well, to the NFL is going to do it eventually because if we're going to send teams to play in Brazil, the They'll Eagles probably, lost a home do, game. So happy whenever we about do that. 18 weeks of like 18 regular season games, which I feel like we all know is just going to be inevitable at some point. Right. Um, that'll probably be something where it's like, okay, let's stretch this out. But then again, if you add an extra week of playing in there and then you try to do the pro bowl in there. Then all of a sudden now you're a week past, you know, president's day, which now you're no longer where you want to be. So, right. But it's, a tricky, that, uh, it's a tricky situation. The, the, the entire week or whatever, like watching all these guys out there and, and I didn't watch anything live. I don't think it was just, uh, you know, I just got snippets here and there when I could. Um, but my boys were interested in what was going on. Right. And like, I've got 12 year old, 13 year old and, and they're getting into football stuff and they're like watching they're like, Oh, this is, they look like they look like they're having fun. And, and this might be the first time in my recent memory where I, it looked like the players were actually out there, like having a blast. Yeah. Right. There was like, no, there was no downer guy this year that was sitting on the sideline going, what are we doing? Yeah, like, no, no. It was like clearly communicated the, all this stuff out. Now the skills competition stuff, some of those guys were just mailing it in or whatever, but they were still like, there was enough camera angles that you could see everybody goofing off and making fun of them and having fun with it. Like it just felt yeah. fun. The only thing I would do different for the NFL is move this back to Hawaii, pay for all their families to go like they used to make this a true vacation. I think you'd get a little more buy-in like they used to because pro bowl used to just be in Hawaii, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where you went. And, and you almost, I say, if if you're not going to move the Super Bowl back to where there's a hall to President's Day afterwards, you need to move that Pro Bowl back so you can actually get those guys that are in the Super Bowl in the Pro Bowl. And I think that's how you fix a lot of this. Because to be honest, a lot of these guys that are in the Pro Bowl this this year were on guys that weren't even picked to be in the Pro Bowl. They were the alternates because half of half of the NFC Pro Bowl roster was the 49ers. They got like nine or ten guys in there that just aren't at the Pro Bowl. So it's kind of like kind of sucks for those guys to not get the airtime they deserve for, you know, Ayuk not to be out there when he deserves to be out there because he's got to go play a Super Bowl, which, I mean, I guess that's, you know, a great consolation prize. I, but I will but say, he doesn't though, get his name out there, which means he might get less money from a contract somewhere down the road 
because people didn't get to see him having fun out there on the on the on the carpet like everybody uh, else did. I mean, he does get he does get it into like it denotes he was a pro bowler. It denotes all the things, right? And everybody understands like this is the deal. Uh, what we're going to sacrifice. I will say moving out to Hawaii seems really unlikely just from the perspective of the NFL's relationship with ESPN and uh, I go Disney. Um, yeah. Because part of the deal is these guys get the VIP package at Disney World for their family um, and all, all that stuff when they go out there. But they they already have the cameras. They already have everything necessary to make this happen in Orlando. So I don't see it going away from there at all uh, just because of that. And it looked like I think pretty sure Goodell signed like a multiple multiple year deal for that to happen in Orlando I think we're set for the, at least the next five years uh where it's going to continue down there what stadium do they yeah. play in I believe it's the soccer stadium okay yeah. I, was trying to, I was like so in Orlando obviously there's no team yeah because they're off figure out they're off right now yeah um and just looking at it 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 doesn't look like a traditional football stadium because it's got the smaller uh bleachers and all that when you look at the sideline it's either it's either call I it's gotta be. It's. I mean, we can look it up real quick, but like, it's it's gotta be the soccer stadium or something equivalent of. But irregardless, thought it was a really fun weekend. Good for the NFL. Good for us. Um, like just something I super enjoyed. I uh, love seeing the helmets off. Also, would never have guessed that that's what Swift looks like. By the way, never <laughs> in my life would have thought that is what Swifty looks like with his helmet off. I don't know why I haven't seen him before. But I was pretty surprised specifically with him. Uh, everybody else is just kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, like, I get it. Uh, it, it it's fine. Like, this guy, that guy. Uh, yeah, it is, right? Yeah. It's the Camping World Stadium. It is where they host the, the soccer yeah. stuff. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. So, hope everybody enjoyed that uh, to whatever degree that you do. If you didn't watch it, uh, it's not the end of the world. It's not something that you need to watch every single time. But for those of us that were taking a weekend off football uh, in particular, uh, and we know what's coming <laughs> in the days ahead, uh, you know, everyone starts lying to everyone next Monday. Uh, it's going to be super fun. This is where Shefty and Rappaport make their dollars is uh, in the, in, in all the people that want to be like them uh, in the next couple of months. and. That is also when we take our time off. So next week we'll have our Super Bowl extravaganza, and then we're going to be taking our time off leading up to uh, the uh, draft, as we'd already previously discussed. But uh, I wanted to get into what we think is going to happen this Sunday. Um, more specifically, what we think, I, I, I guess, these teams are going to need to do to win this game. So uh, Mike and I have decided to take on the Chiefs. And to look at it from a different perspective, uh, we've gone through a lot of stats, a lot of numbers, uh, looked at what Kansas City's season has been like, and then also like more recently, because I think as you're leading into the playoffs and you get into this run, uh, whether your team plays two games to get to the Super Bowl, they play three, um, what that momentum looks like for them and what they're doing well right now. That's what matters the most, not what's happened before. Uh, it's what they're doing right now. So. Uh, Mike, I'm going to turn it over to you to start. If you want to just get into a couple of facets, uh, I know we're going to touch on similar things because we have a pretty straightforward view. The two of us do what this needs yep. to look like. But what are your keys for the Chiefs to take the dub on Sunday? So I think for the Chiefs to take the dub, it all pivots on their defense. And what their defense needs to do is they need to stop Christian McCaffrey because this 49ers team 
flows wherever Christian McCaffrey takes them. I and I truly believe the true MVP of the league this year. And and we discussed that last week. And this this defense needs to go all in on stopping the 49ers run game. It's what they do best. It's what they rely on heavily. It's what they lean on the most. And I think you just lean into it. I think you go eight in the box for the entire game. You have a guy that is on McCaffrey attacking, attacking, attacking. So you're going to have four down linemen. You're going to have three linebackers. You're going to bring the safety down in the box. And you're just going to attack McCaffrey. If he goes to the right, you're sending a guy to the right with him. If he makes a fake run up the middle, you are sending that guy right up the middle, right into his face. You're not letting McCaffrey beat you. You're running aggressive, aggressive towards McCaffrey. And I think if you do that, you stand back. You you do a you do a shell coverage man shell <clears throat> with one deep, and you ha- you let your corners, who are some of the best in the league, go one on one with these receivers, and wait for Purdy to make a mistake, because that's what you've seen on tape the last couple of weeks. That's what you've seen when the run game struggles. Purdy plays well, plays well, plays well, and then he makes like one mistake, and that one mistake is all this game is going to need. I think it's going to be that close. I think it's going to be that good of a game. And that's what your defense needs to do. They need to sell out completely f- against the run. And on pass plays, you know you're going to get some pressure from your all-star uh, defensive tackle. It's just going to happen. You know Carl Aftis is going to put some pressure on Purdy when it's, when it's a pass play passing down. But what you don't know, if you don't sell out for the run, is if are you going to stop all these little crazy schemes that the 49ers have unless you completely sell out for the run Make sure those ends do not crash ever because Purdy or Debo is going to end up on the outside with the ball. And by, and by doing that, you take what the 49ers do best completely out of it and force Purdy to throw the ball 45 times. And whenever they do that, they struggle. And I'm not saying the 49ers can't win doing that. I'm saying that is the best option for the Kansas City Chiefs to stop the 49ers. What do you think, Matt? I think for I I totally agree with those perspectives. I'll take the other side of the ball because I think that Kansas City is one of the few teams in the NFL that truly plays defense with its offense. Uh, They sustain drives consistently all the time. Uh, They're they're top five in first downs, uh, but they're well outside the top five in scoring uh, and in uh, red zone percentage. Uh, What they do is they take the ball away from you so that you do not have opportunities. and they mainly do that not by not by interceptions. Uh, they're they're actually in the in the lower third in terms of interceptions and fumble recoveries. Uh, turnover margin for them was not a strength, but they do it by time of possession, by gaining the next first down, by having more plays than you do. And the big key to that, obviously, is you have the best third down quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't matter down and distance is never out of it. Period. He just never is. Um, and what consistently Andy Reid has done in the short uh, end of things is he's on first and second down. He We talked about this last week a little bit, and Mike and I have talked about it in great detail. But um, they are committed, the Chiefs are, to the run. They're first down, second down. They're going to hit it a lot. Or it's going to be a short flare out, whatever. But they are they're not going to try and get you on first and second down. They're all about third and short. They love third and short. Only team that loves third and short more than them is probably the Eagles. 
but they love third short. And so they're always gearing up uh, a scheme that gets them to that. They're not thinking touchdown consistently on first and second down. That's not where they're at. They're thinking first down. How do we get it to manageable? Uh, This is a team that takes twice as many uh, or has taken twice as many shots on fourth down uh, as the 49ers have over the course of the season. Uh, So they're willing to to utilize uh, just a slow, methodical, we're going to take a chunk here, we're going to take a chunk there. Uh, with their play selection, uh, when you look at their the pass uh, run differential, um, you know the 49ers are pretty pretty split down the middle. Um, the Chiefs in recent weeks have been run heavy, um, and in terms of they've gone from about a 52 48 percentage to a 57 43 percentage uh, as it's been allotted or afforded to them to do so um, with run to pass. So they they have definitely taking the opportunity with leads uh, to hold on to it and just not let you do what you want to do. Um, so I think that's like their biggest strength. Now, the 49ers have a clear weakness that's been exposed the last two weeks. The middle of their defense has been giving up chunks, just lots of chunks. There's no no rhyme or reason to it. It looks like bad tackling. Um, they have had some issues with the third linebacker uh, being healthy. But you could see consistently they were uh, that both Green Bay and Detroit was able to get the ball off tackle and abuse the 49ers in terms of the defensive end and outside linebacker spots like they were abusing them, uh, getting blockers downhill. And I mean, Aaron Jones had lanes for days in particular. Um, Gibbs just makes people miss and made the 49ers look like poor tacklers which they're inherently not, but they've clearly taken weeks off when it comes to tackling well throughout the course of the season. Um, so I think that's the uh, the big key is they've got to be able to run the ball, run the ball consistently, get third and short, and just abuse that 49ers front and expose the gaps that have been created by Wilkes' system. Now, 49ers are talking a big game like, hey, we're, we aren't going to accept what has happened in the last two weeks, especially against Detroit. Uh, was not okay. Uh, 49ers played well in, in pass coverage against uh, Green Bay, but did not do a, a great job against the run there. They're like, look, we're not going to accept that. We're going we're gonna to make some changes. Uh, clearly, the biggest thing they need to do is protect off tackle um, and not have their defensive ends crashing. But uh, we'll see if they're able to make those changes. Uh, the Chiefs do have two little issues from my perspective uh, that the 49ers don't, and that's health-wise. Uh, you know, Thune being out with the pectoral, he has not practiced. That's all they keep saying. He's not practicing, <laughs> so he's not playing. Um, he he would have had to practice uh, today to be to be in. I mean, that, that's it's Super Bowl week. We're not messing around with this stuff. So a little worried about that. We touched on last week that Omeni, who is uh, gone for the season with an ACL on the defensive yeah. side. So there there is some some things that they're going to need to figure out that the offensive line for the Chiefs didn't look amazing last week. But if you look at the 49ers uh, sack totals, they have consistently gone down later in the season and into the playoffs. Uh, Bosa did get two against Detroit earlier in in the first half when Detroit was playing a little overly confident in their pass game. Um, But the Niners haven't been able to consistently have like a four sack game. Um, You'll have not hit five in quite a while. So um, it'll be interesting to see what those matchups look like, but Chiefs got to run the ball. That's number one. They got to run the ball. They got to run the ball. They got to run the ball. Um, and then on the other side, they like, I agree with you, Mike, they got to stop it. Can they do that? Yeah. Yeah, they can. I think they can. They, 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 they absolutely can. They've done and, it before. And 
<clears throat> I would back up you a little bit. We're back. Back you up a little bit on that saying um, third and short for the Chiefs is third and four. Right. Third and manageable yeah. for them is third. So if they're gaining three yards a carry with Pacheco, they're happy. And I think they can do better than that. So and then that's something that the 49ers, you know, you get is, is going to have to figure out. And, but, and last week if, was the first time all season that they didn't hit at least three point two uh, yeah. was against Baltimore. I should say that that's the only teams being able to stop. And that was obviously a really close game. But yeah. Yeah. And and that's what they're looking at is like if, if we get that three point two, three point five yards of carry, I, I think they feel good about winning this game. And if they keep if they can keep McCaffrey under 70 yards, I think they can win this game. I think I think both and on this. Right. If, if they're getting three, three and a half yards a carry with Pacheco and it's not just Pacheco, like the run game for the Chiefs is also those screens. Wide receiver screens, that's part of the run game. Um, quick tosses is also part of the run game. Um, reverse to, you know, uh, Rice is, is part of the run game. So it's not just Pacheco up the middle or, you know, uh, streaks to the side. Um, but you've got to get these quick passes are, are, are part of this innate run game. And so as long as you're getting three and a half per one of these, you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, we get to four, we get to third down and we're third and three, third and four. Yeah. Now those seven yard in, seven yard outs are going to be open as long as you have that full two seconds for for the guy to get there, and Mahomes is going to hit him, and that's what the that's what these Chiefs are going to rely on. I think that's the game plan. I think it's it seems super simple, and it really is. It's just can you execute against uh, a really good defense? Can you execute this like you want? Can you input? Can you put your will down upon this? And and that Chiefs traditionally the, all year long the, the the middle three guys for that Chiefs offense have been solid, but you're right with Thuni out. There's a little bit of a question there, but you should be able to get with, with the way the 49ers have played against the run. Most of the year, three yards up the middle, most plays is absolutely doable. The, the other thing I I'll, I'll touch on just from the defensive standpoint to back you up um, is that, you know, we talked, I talked earlier about the momentum and what the playoffs does. What are you doing well right now? Uh, during the regular season, the Chiefs held three teams to under 100 yards rushing. So it was a weakness during the regular season. But in yep. the playoffs, they have now done it twice. Two yes. out of three games, they they were able to hold opponents to under 100 yards rushing. 76 against the Dolphins, 81 against the Ravens, who led the league in rushing. Yep. Um, and so they're doing it well right now. Uh, and the I Dolphins also... the other game, but yeah. Dolphins also one of the top running teams in the league. By uh, top point, they were the top point scoring rushing team yeah. in the league. And so, like you, two of the best rushing teams in the league, they just held them both and won the yeah. won those games. Yeah, so, so that's they're doing it well right now. And again, the Omni who injury is a big deal for those of you yeah, that don't know. He had he's a double digit at, sacks and and he's a the big run. tall guy, um, which would have been real nice uh, for the Chiefs to have to put hands in Purdy's face, but. Uh, those are those for us are, are the big keys. Stop the run. You got to stop McCaffrey. Uh, you got to hold on to time of possession and keep the 49ers offense off the field uh, because the 49ers are the number two scoring offense in the league. Um, and then uh, you've got to run the ball incredibly well and exploit uh, this weakness that has been shown in the 49ers defense. I'll turn it over to Jameson and Grant. What do you guys got for us? How are the 40? Tell Mike and I how our 49ers could possibly win this game. Jameson, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, go ahead and take it. I got a, I got a few things to add, but they're more 
you know, they're my spiritual okay. takes. They aren't as much spiritual stats. takes. Okay, that, that, that's kind of my that's my thing. You know? Spiritual zag, spiritual takes. It's the, yeah. That's where Jameson lives. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so a couple things. I think the first thing, really, this is going to come down to what Shanahan is going to do. Um, I think to put Brock Purdy in the best position. Um, I mean, when 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 he is given when. Shanahan dials up stuff. We see Brock Purdy make incredible throws. Brock Purdy himself is making incredible throws. I'm not, I'm not going to give that all on Shanahan. Um, but what, what Spagnuolo's defense did to Lamar Jackson is definitely impressive, what they did a couple weeks ago. I'm shutting that offense down, uh, shutting, that run, run, um, running that, shutting that run offense down, things like that. So what I think that, that um, Shanahan's going to have to do is, is, is be able to win on first and second down much like how you guys were talking about with Mahomes that they live that the Chiefs live for third down um also the you know if the if the Niners can, can can you know get positive plays get 2 yards get 3 yards i mean make it a third and a third and four a third and three where that you can run with an elite back like Christian McCaffrey who can you know even just a fake off and then a dump off in the flat or you know something in the middle for 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 George Kittle where Purdy loves to be um is right in the middle and wherever Shanahan's offense kind of is with the play calls fit his quarterback. Um, so I think that winning on that first and second down will be great uh, for Brock Purdy, because I think that what, what, where this is going to rely on is like, which quarterback is going to make a mistake. I think that's really where this game is going to be, which quarterback is going to make the mistake. And we've seen that um, Brock Purdy has willed their, this team back. He's put the team on his back against the Packers, especially that drive stands out where they got that game winning drive. Um, but I just think that, um, with the, the, the echelon of quarterback that they're going to be playing with this week. It's nothing like they've, they've played. And so they're going to have, I don't think that, that with, 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 with when, excuse me, when Mahomes has a lead, we saw what he did with um, the Ravens. Like now they weren't very successful. They didn't score any points in the second half, but they were able to stretch out their drives. They were able to take, you know, chunks off the clock, things like that. And so what I think that, that they're going to have to do is they're going to have to score first. I think the Niners are, and I think they have every capability to do so. This offense, as you said, you say first in points scored? Second. Second. Cowboys. Second. Okay, yeah, second to the Cowboys. Um, but I think doing, having a, honestly a similar tactic to what the Lions had um, against the Niners, if you can score first and you can just keep pace with that, I think you, because you have the skilled player. That's where the Chiefs don't have, you know, they, they have Travis Kelsey, they have Mahomes, and those two essentially can carry a team, as we've seen. But the Niners also have, the best running back in the league. They have the, I mean, probably the second, probably the second best tight end in the league behind the guy who's going to be playing on the Preach. opposite side. Um, then you have um, a top three wide receiver duo in Ayuk and Debo, just straight up in their production and what they do. You got a, you got a top three duo right there. Um, obviously the O-line, they got Trent Williams, like the best O-line that'll be on the field um, for either team. And so I think that what, what, what you have to do is if you win on that first and you, that second down, it allows your skill players to show up. Debo on a crossing route. Debo on a handoff in the backfield. I mean, Christian McCaffrey in the flat. I mean, so many ways that they can beat you. And the beauty is that it's, they, they, they don't have to. And I, this is a lot of times people take this. I think I've seen people, you know, take this as a slight. This is not a slight to Brock Purdy. That you don't have to win with him being Superman. You don't have to. Because everyone else, you have the Justice League. You have the Avengers, like, on them. So you, you, if you just put the, put the ball in the best players, which is honestly a lot more on offense. There's a lot more best players on offense for this team. Um, like Debo's better. Ayuk's better than any of the wide receivers they have. The only real advantage is quarterback and tight end. We've seen 
Patrick Mahomes can do it. And I think that Patrick Mahomes will know how to win the game. I think that, um, but at the same time, his wide receivers are that none of them have been in, 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 in this position. Tony has, but Tony's nobody. Um, but like, like hey, Tony, Tony with that punt return last year and he caught that, a touchdown yeah, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, Hey, that he, saying, he didn't win one good game. quarter. Yeah. But, um, and if he does it again, that'll be hilarious. <laughs> it would, if that's where he shows up again, the irony would um, be real, but, but, yeah. but the, this Niners team has more overall has more experience in the playoffs. Um, with some, with some of their weapons and some of their, some of their position players, it's Brock Purdy, it's McCaffrey. That's really about it. Who hasn't been on this team that was on, on the roster, like in terms of big name, bigger name players. Yeah, I mean, they just had last year. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, they were just there a couple years ago. Same team, that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that if Mahomes has the lead going into the fourth quarter, um, and and we've seen that statistically, Shanahan's teams have not been able to do that except for last two weeks ago. Now, um, so I really think that that the Niners just have to be ahead for 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 a, a lot of this, and I think they can. Hundred percent, they can. That 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 defense is good. Um, I think that they're they're going to have to step up. There's been there's been some of the you know they were Steve Wilkes talked about a couple weeks no a couple days ago about specific plays where they were um where they were like jogging on the field like I think it was the fourth down the fourth Chase play of the Young. game yeah Chase Young the on the fourth play and like the twenty first or twenty seventh play both of those ended up being touchdowns and the beauty yeah. of that when you see what, like the changes that you can make like if you make some of those changes that game could have been completely different. And I think that for a team that recognizes where their, their potential, where they can be, they, they have somewhere to go. They have improvements that they can make. I know the chiefs do too, right? Every team does. They didn't, they weren't efficient, but, but there is some stuff in that the coaching staff is verbalizing. Um, I think that that, that's an important piece uh, for this team. Um, and I, I really do think, um, I think that you got to just put it in the hands of your best player. So that's McCaffrey McCaffrey. I think, should be getting 120, 110 yards, feed him the ball. Um, Shanahan cannot get off the run game like he did in the Super Bowl two years, two, is it two years ago, three years ago? Four years ago. So, I mean, it feels like that wasn't that long yeah. ago. Um, but, like, s- some, of, some of those things that he has done um, in, in, like, the Super Bowl, obviously the 28-3 where he was the offensive play caller, some of those things he, like, for some reason would get away from um, the run game, and those teams didn't win the Super Bowl. And I think that if they if they'd stuck with it. And now he has arguably the best running attack he's ever had. And so he should have no excuse to run the ball on first and second down. And who cares if that's repetitive? It doesn't matter when you have Christian McCaffrey, it does not matter if that's predictable because Christian McCaffrey can take away the predictability of that. Um, And then last thing too, is I think that Shanahan needs to adjust first. Um, Andy Reid does an incredible job at adjusting. In games, mid games, coaching the game, you 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 see the the situational football that the Chiefs do to win their games. I think them against the Ravens was the perfect, like, snapshot of that where they were we're, we're here to win this game, and we're gonna win it at whatever it looks like to win. And I think Shanahan needs to adjust first, and I think he can. He's a he's a top three coach, top top five, whatever you want to say, great coach in the league. This has to be his his moment, I think, too, to finally get it done because this has been the monkey on his back. Like, you know, not, not getting there. That's the only thing that he hasn't earned, I think, um, in his coaching career. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think that the, the defense has to um, play well enough. I think they got to get a turnover on this game. Patrick Holmes has had zero turnover-worthy plays this postseason. Zero. Hasn't turned the ball over. He's been sacked once. All that has to change. You can't give Patrick Mahomes um, time. You can't, you can't give him 
the opportunity to, to scramble out of the pocket and make plays. Um, it seems pretty obvious, but it, it really is like how they handle Patrick Mahomes because the defense, how it has, it has been a good defense. As Matt had said earlier, the middle of the defense has not been good. And I don't think that the, the defense is, is going to be able to stomach um, a, a Brock Purdy turnover with Mahomes at quarterback. If that makes sense. Being able to win situationally the way he's been able to do it all season to be in this position. He's not wowing us, but at the same time, here he is again in the playoffs. Um, so I really think that, that Shannon's got to protect Brock Purdy. They got to win on first and second down um, to open up the, the play action, open up their play callers, uh, or their, their, their you know, pass catchers and some of those things. Um, so that's, that's about what I got. What about you, Jameson? Yeah, there's just a, a couple other things. And like I said, they're, uh, they're less statistical and more game planning, uh, which spiritual. I would just call spiritual. Yeah, which, yeah. you know, uh, with how I'm going to end up picking this, they might need the spirit with them uh, this weekend to go against Patrick Mahomes. Um, but I do think that there are a lot of those kind of like aura things that in this case are maybe getting overblown just a little bit. Um, I, the whole conversation is, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs have been here. Uh, Andy Reed has been here. Um, and I think that slightly discredits like what this Niners team has gone through the past several years, not only just making yeah. it to the Super Bowl and, you know, losing to the, the chiefs here, but making, you know, multiple Super Bowl appearances within the last decade, um, you know, always making it to the NFC title game. And then, you know, you can even extend past Shanahan's um, uh, tenure there and go back to when he was the coordinator uh, in the Super Bowl, obviously the famous 28 to three game. Um, and, and I think even though they don't have the success that the chiefs have, and so they don't have that in their corner where they know what it takes to, to win, um, they still have a lot of lessons learned from just being here yeah. all the time, which I think is incredibly valuable. Um, cause you know, it'd be different. Like if the lions came out of here and we were talking about lions versus chiefs, there's obviously a big, um, a big bonus that goes to the chiefs. there for always being in the AFC championship game, making the super bowl, winning multiple super bowls. And that's just kind of how that organization operates. Uh, you know, the Niners aren't totally unfamiliar with what that feels like too. They just don't quite have the, the, the hardware to prove it. Yeah. And I mean, they've been to the NFC championship. Was it four out of five years? Four out of the last five, three out of the last four, something like that. A lot. They're always there. It it feels like, and uh, you know, we've been talking this whole year about how they're kind of the class of the NFC and, and that's a reason for that. So I do think that part of the, the aura of playing Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs in the playoffs is slightly overblown uh, in favor for the chiefs. Just again, considering what some of these players have, have done, even if they haven't taken home the whole thing. Um, But I think what's also really important for this matchup is all year long, there were a lot of people talking about Brock Purdy and what they wanted to see from Brock Purdy. And there are still some things that I would like to see personally. And, you know, there's a lot of career left for Brock Purdy here, uh, whether or not he wins or loses this game. Um, So I I think there are a lot of people that are far too high on Brock Purdy. And I think that's more of a a media narrative. But there are also a lot of people who uh, kind of counter that with uh, criticism that I think is a bit too harsh. Um, I think an exercise that's pretty good is like sitting down and actually looking at all the starting quarterbacks in the league and trying to determine who you would rather have over Brock Purdy. And realistically, that list maybe ends up being like 12 to 16, depending on how you cut it. So it's not like we're dealing with a situation here where you have an incredibly dynamic offense with one of the best play callers of this generation and then a terrible quarterback. Like that's not the case at all. 
Um, we've seen this team make a Super Bowl with a guy that I view in a, a much lesser light in Jimmy G. Um, and, and we've seen the success there. And, you know, over the past couple of, of weeks in the playoffs here, we've also seen the, you know, this quarterback, Brock Purdy, do things that Shanahan had not even done. You know, the, that fourth, board, the fourth quarter comeback was not something at that deficit that Shanahan had ever done. And so to enter a fourth quarter, what was the down double digit deficit they had never no, I think it was Come just, back from, was it or just, just even seven, be, seven or more in the fourth I thought, quarter. I thought it was just when they don't have a lead in the fourth. I could be wrong. Maybe you guys might know better. That stat yeah, of him, think, him being like, oh, being behind. Like, yeah. It was just being behind. Yeah. Being behind. Just in general. He just does yeah. not. Yeah. He's not been yeah. able to come back. And so there, there are a couple of things there. One, to get the monkey off your back uh, already. And to also do with Brock Purdy, which, like I said, was one of those questions that I think a lot of people had was, Oh yeah, when you're just stomping everybody, it's kind of easy to just fall into your your system here, but we need to see some adversity and the times during the season where Brock did see adversity, some of it was injury, you know, we had the concussion stuff going on, we had uh Trent Williams was out, we had key players out. Um we know that this 49ers team, at least on the offensive side of the ball, is going to be fairly healthy going into this game. Um and so you can kind of uh you know, rest on the fact that okay, well even if you do want to think that Brock Purdy maybe isn't a top half of the league quarterback, we know what his numbers are when all of his guys are playing. And so that's, that's one and thing they that all we are. get to see here. So I think exactly. we can take that out of the equation. Exactly. Um, and, and the other thing, you know, as far as just like the game itself, um, you know, with Shanahan is we have seen Shanahan come up short, whether it's in the NFC Championship game, whether it's play calling in Atlanta. Uh, and even though that's not the experience that he would hope for, it's still experience nonetheless. And so I think to, to have been there and to have blown it, but to have on the way to your Super Bowl now this year, kind of, you know, overcome those things with a young quarterback who also, you know, shows that he has a lot to prove, says a lot about it. Because we talked about Baltimore the other week, how one of the reasons why we maybe aren't so surprised that that happened is Baltimore didn't really face any adversity during the regular season. They're kind of just rolling everybody. And then as soon as you run into, you know, this buzzsaw postseason team, Kansas City Chiefs, and you do face that adversity, you just you crumble and you totally lose your game plan. You get lost. Um, I don't see that being something that happens to the 49ers because, you know, uh, you, whether or not you, you like Shanahan, you're a fan of him, whatever. I think it goes without saying that he is one of the best play callers that we have. And it, I, I think it would be assuming a lot to think that he would not also be making adjustments off of past performances for himself. Um, sure. And so I think, uh, he looks at this Chiefs team and to kind of point back to what Matt had said before, the, the Chiefs kind of like to play uh, defense with their offense by just keeping that offense on the field. And I think one of the reasons that the Chiefs defense has been so dominant recently, and I do think probably going into this game, like the Chiefs are probably the better defensive team that that Niners defense hasn't looked as great as they have. And I think Ufanga going out is probably something to do with that as well. Um, so if there is a, a place where you can kind of, you know, nitpick with, with the Niners, it's them and it's, you know, Chase Young's effort on some, some running downs there. But, um, the chiefs have kind of had the, the luxury defensively of not only having some studs on defense, um, but not having to be on the field a whole lot. Um, because for the most part, their offense is putting together these long sustained drives. And so you get a pretty fresh defense. Um, you know, maybe you have, uh, the Baltimore game where you have some three and outs, but it, it's not super common for them to always be trotting the defense out there because Patrick Mahomes goes threes and out. Um, what the Niners can potentially do here is, um, you know, if we get Nick Bosa at his best, uh, just generating some pressure, 
and potentially going out there to try to make some plays. If they can make something happen defensively this game, um, and I think stopping Pacheco is going to be a big part of that. Pacheco generally does pretty well running inside the tackles, and I think the 49ers' defensive line, as far as stopping the run, is probably better suited to stop the run there than it is on the edges, uh, given that you have Fred Warner right there in the second level. And uh, again, like tackling-wise, that 49ers' defense has not been a great tackling defense as of late. So I think keeping the run in the middle, which obviously the Chiefs are going to know that too, so they're going to try to do some stuff. It's going to be a battle there to see how they can control the run game. But if they can get Mahomes off the field here and there, I think you might see some of the performance of that Kansas City Chiefs defense that's been so dominant kind of take a step back because when you have that many reps and you have a game that that's that big and exciting, um, sometimes you just get tired. And I think that can be a big part of uh, the, the Niners game plan here as well is less offensively, but just playing offense with their defense. I get to, to get the offense of Kansas City off the field to wear down that Kansas City Chiefs defense because I think we all know if Christian McCaffrey gets going, that's not going to be fun. Uh, and then if McCaffrey's going, guess what? You still have Debo. You still have Ayuk. You still have Kittle. You still have these tertiary receiving options as well. Um, and I, I think even more so. Hold on. What the heck did you just say? Tertiary. Like Please a third explain. Primary, secondary, tertiary. Like a oh, okay. third That's and above. That's a new word for me. That's third yeah. and above option. Um, oh. But I, I think if you have. Um, you know, that kind of threat because now you've been able to wear down this defense. I think things can potentially get a little messy there uh, for, for Kansas City defensively. And uh, a- another big addition, as we've seen in this postseason especially, is the ability for Brock Purdy to extend plays with his legs. And if we do find ourselves in a position where that Niners defense can kind of keep Kansas City off the field for a while, wear down that, that, uh, that Chiefs defense, you know, the, the Ravens didn't really get the opportunity to do this um, with, with Lamar, but the plays that you can make against a tired defense as a quarterback when you're using your feet can probably win you a game at the end of the game when it matters. And I think we all agree that this game's going to be pretty close. And so if we're at a position where uh, a worn-down defense and a low-key, slippery Brock Purdy um, can, you know, get a first down to extend a drive at some point late in that game, I think those are the kinds of things that I look for when I say, yes, obviously you have the legend status of Kansas City. You have them trying to go back-to-back for the first time since the Patriots did it in the early 2000s. There's a lot of momentum on their side. But I think all things considered, there is a reason why the Chiefs are favored here, or the, the Niners are favored here. And it's because of all of these skill positions. And I think uh, some of it can also be attributed to what we've seen performance-wise of Brock Purdy. I feel like if this were anybody but Brock Purdy, if this were Jimmy G., probably have a hard time giving the Niners the the favor that they do in this game on a neutral field against Patrick Mahomes, but things like that can, can really take them to the next level. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. Um, when I want to talk about this matchup, um, I don't know if you guys have anything you want to add to that. If, if you've been seeing that as a Niners fan, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, if the Niners are going to take this game, uh, it's going to look something a little like that. So the, there's a key stat for the 49ers that I've been sitting on. So I want to let you guys get through that. And I, those are really good points. Uh, Brock Purdy is 20 and 0 when this team scores 20 points. He's 20 and 0. Uh, they, they literally just got to get there. Uh, that Chiefs defense is a real thing. And, you know, Mike and I certainly not looking past that at all. Uh, but he, he is 20 and 0 when he gets to 20. So uh, the only time that he has won a game actually in the NFL under 20. Uh, was against the Cowboys. A couple weeks ago. Yep. The cow- wait, was Cowboys. The, the Lions? 
No, when he, where he scored under twenty? Oh, sorry, he, sorry. Yeah, where they? Yeah, where the team scored under twenty? Like that? It was the Cowboys last year. Um, you know, which the defense obviously uh, for the Forty ers balled out in that game uh, and pissed off Dak all all day long. But uh, that's a huge thing for the Niners. I, you know, in watching all these games throughout the year and and since Brock took over last year, um, you know, it is the offense needs to go, uh, and then the defense can sit back and pick you apart. That's what happens. So early leads, big deal. Twenty points is a huge deal. I don't think personally. Uh, you know, we'll get uh, we'll get into our pickums here a little bit. I don't think that uh, the Chiefs are going to score twenty four points on this team. I don't think they're going to necessarily even get past twenty one, uh, because they don't have the offensive weapons like it, it, as you guys were just talking about to really get there. Uh, it was an easier task against the Bills, in my opinion, who were you know dealing with multiple in- injury issues. Um. Uh, you know, the offense just has not consistently been there. When you look at all the numbers between these two teams, uh, it's very, very one-sided. Statistically, like, where the 49ers sit in terms of rankings and averages and all those things on both sides of the ball, uh, with two exceptions, which is uh, which I want to be fair and bring up is uh, sacks. You would not think that, uh, but the Chiefs have more sacks than the 49ers do. Uh, they're top three getting after the quarterback team. Again, Omanihu sitting at 10. Karloftis was in double digits. Jones in double digits. Like, those are three guys that have done a spectacular job for them. Um, and then uh, yards per game. Uh, they The Chiefs have been just incredibly stout in overall yards per game. And that's a lot of that's been because they're able to play a fair amount of nickel. Um, and particularly Sneed on the left side has just shut down guys in one-on-one. I mean, QBR against the guys like 29. Uh, he is fantastic in a single coverage and allows them to stay in base defense or just nickel. Uh, you go four wide on them, they're fine. They'll stay in nickel. They don't care. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they've got some things that they can do defensively. I just don't think offensively they're necessarily going to hit mid-20s in terms of points. The over-under, I think right now, I want to say it was at like 47 uh, when it started. But I, I saw in recent days, I think it drifted around 45 and a half. Uh, something like that is where it's at now. Um, and I think that's pretty realistic. Uh, you know, something's going to happen against the 49ers for the Chiefs to get to that mid-20s number. Or the 49ers are just going to have to do it offensively to get there uh, to make that happen. Uh, the, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's, it's really interesting when you just look at the stats on both of these teams. And I didn't dig hard on on certain things, so I wanted it to be more of a conversation today than just throwing out those kinds of numbers. But that is really what this is like. If the 49ers get to a threshold, it gets dangerous. If they get to that number, if the Chiefs take a lead, it's hard to get it back from them, especially if it gets into double digits, as we saw against Baltimore. Like they had a claw the entire game, and I think Lamar showed that he's impatient. He just will make mistakes at some point. I don't know. I think there's a difference in the in in the way that Brock and Lamar play. I don't Brock as much as we have seen, which is two not even two seasons. So we take that into account. Brock does not seem to have a ton of panic, uh, you know. And though he has made some rookie type throws, we've Mike and I have watched a lot of football this year. The Forty ers we have seen some cross body <laughs> throws that look dangerous. Um, and in recent weeks, he has been. Uh, 
talked about in terms of the types of throws that he is willing to make. Um, but, you know, Mike and I would present a pretty strong argument that those were pretty intentional. The Jennings ones over the middle, uh, two games in a row in particular. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that he does not have a lot of that. So I don't think it's necessarily, uh, in terms of the, the panic, um, I don't think it's fair necessarily put Lamar and him in the same headspace. You see Lamar getting angry and emotional as the game goes on when he's not, when he doesn't have a lead. And I didn't see the same thing in the limited amount of time that we've seen Brock play. So that'll be interesting to see that dynamic. But yeah, when Chiefs are up by 10 guys, it just feels like it's over. Because it just, it feels like Spagnuolo, who's a genius of a defensive coordinator, well, absolutely es- is, well, just especially, dials it up. Well, especially, too, like, we, I, I just think of the play where Lamar had his lone interception. He yeah. made it look like it was triple coverage and completely fooled Lamar. Right. Like, and so I was thinking, like, if they're ahead, Niners will then have to be passing to try and keep up. And when it gets, that clock gets closer and closer, and that's where Spagnola can, yeah. can really uh, be tricky with his coverages and disguising and things like that. He beats um, teams down, man, with the with the dis, uh, dis, the disguise, the mystery of his defense. Yeah. What is he playing? He drifts safeties all over the place. He uses McDuffie as an outside corner, then in a nickel back, then he'll throw him back, in, and they'll have three safeties on a third and seventeen. Sometimes and he'll he's just one shadow the like, best guy. Like yeah, they'll like and Sneed. Yeah, Sneed will be playing on one side like Ward does most of the game, and then all of a sudden he'll just follow. Well, and, and you're like, what are you doing? Holy crud! What are we doing yeah. now? You'll see some, you know, and that's why I think that's one thing that you'll see Shanahan do is he'll always call an insane amount of motions and sure. shifts. He's going to pretty much call one every time and usually multiple motions. Um, but that's to try and figure out what, yeah, what they're doing. doing. Yeah. Um, um, but like, that's why I was saying, like, I think, I think that that's why I think, I think the Niners got to, got to do kind of, kind of walk in there and kind of do what the Lions did to them in those first three, first two quarters, just like establish it right away. Don't don't stray from from that script. Well, run the ball, run go. it on first and second down, and then honestly, if it's, and I, and if I it's would... third and two, run it again. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't even matter. Well, they do. I will yeah. say, Forty ers on third and three or less, they're running the ball. It's with who and how. They do it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Juice up like, the middle, Debo around the side, Christian wherever you want to give it to him. They do run the ball on third and short quite often. Um, I will say that. Um, Spagnola loves to blitz. They're one of the ha- blitz happiest teams in the league. Yep. Um, but also the best quarterback against the blitz this year was Brock Purdy. So it's another good um, view of, of, you know, what we do since, well. Hold on. I got to, I got to correct that. Good since I believe it's since week seven, since week seven, he's yeah, number since one. week seven. Sorry. Yeah. Number five yeah, overall. Correct. Yeah. And well, either way, he's really good against yes. the blitz. Fair. And, yep. And so you're you're looking at like okay, so Brock Purdy's good against the blitz because he knows that if you're blitzing, there's a space behind you where the ball needs to go, and he puts it there. So like, how do you how you deal with that? How you move somebody over to space, empty space? All that comes into play. But I think if you go back to the game plan I talked about at the beginning, if you just have one linebacker attacking Christian McCaffrey wherever he's going, any fake. I mean, that's your blitzing guy at that point, right? If, if, if you're right. play action and then throwing it, well, the guy that is, he's going to bite on the play action every single time. And if it is play action, now you're just blitzing anyway. So, and that, and you're still underneath your game plan that you normally do. So just bite, hold Christian McCaffrey. And if you hold Christian McCaffrey, this team flounders. And that's just, it's just a fact. We've seen yeah. it over and over again. 
And if he gets that 70, 75 yard rushing and 30 to 50 yards receiving, there's a good chance this 49ers team wins. And that's, it's just the numbers. That's just the way they are. If you hold them below that, if you hold them to 50 yards, this Niners team is going to struggle. If Brock Purdy has to throw the ball 35 times, this team, this 49ers team is struggling. Like it's, it, 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 it's struggling against this defense. If you're throwing it 35 times, you're struggling. Like something's wrong. You're behind. You're trying to catch up. And that's yeah. exactly where the Chiefs want them to be. They what, want them to get away from we, the run. We probably, yeah. I mean, I mean well, yeah, go, go for no, it. I was just saying, one thing we probably haven't touched enough on, and I, and I don't mean to jump to the other team, is to say that, um, you know, we, we haven't talked enough probably about the Kelsey connection and uh, and just given the the obvious. I understand it's, it's so obvious. In the league. Um, you know, what the what the 49ers do a ton is sit in the zone uh, and uh, they're going to they're going to block passing lanes. That's what they do when you when for the average fan, if you're watching Mahomes run around and I'm not declaring that we're a whole lot more than average fans. But um, but if you're watching Mahomes run around, he's not necessarily looking for open guys. He's looking for open lanes. And that's that's something that uh, he's trying to deconstruct with his feet is the zone defense and the passing lane that he's trying to get to. Um, and then it's just a pure manipulation that Kelsey's doing within the structure of that zone. They Once it's identified, they know where they need to go and, and how to get there, um, and they're moving to that point. So uh, when you watch him and Kelsey, I know a lot of times it looks like backyard football, and some of those plays are just awesome, and they yeah. kind of are. Um, yeah, but those two this, in the AFC Championship, was, was, <sighs> only those two could do it. The, the one... Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I it, yeah. If you haven't watched the the if you didn't get to see the game or whatever, and you're listening to us, go back and watch that that the highlights from that game. The one pass is just awesome. I mean, it's just great football. Um, but I but that is what they're trying to do. They're trying to manipulate manipulate the defense, and usually it's when it's in zone uh, that they're trying to break that down with Mahomes' feet. Now, if they're in man coverage, what he does is he just runs to an open side, and if there's yards, he takes them. Yep. He just he runs up. But if they're in zone. He's like, okay, there's there's a guy over here. I know that. I don't have a blocker because I left the pocket. Um, I don't have anybody coming over. I'm just looking for a lane to throw the ball downfield. And that is uh, that's something that you can do to the Niners uh, with you know regularly regularity if the pra- uh, the pressure's not there on Mahomes. Now, I will say he he has a bear running at his back at all times, and I do think that's going to be a little different. No one has consistently stopped Nick Bosa. No one consistently stops TJ Watt. No one consistently stops Miles Garrett. Like those are not things that you can do. I don't want to take anything away from Hutch uh, or Crosby either, but like you can't stop him. You can limit him. And that's all they're going to be trying to do in a lot of these passing situations is limit and give Mahomes enough time. And if you do that successfully, Kelsey can make you pay. Uh, he has, in my mind, the best uh, hands of any tight end. Probably put him there with Gates. Uh, as one, two in terms of hands uh, at that position all time. Uh, Tony Gonzalez might want to talk about uh, that a little bit with me, but uh, that for me is one, two. Um, And he just creates great space. And this could be the antithesis of not just uh, what we already know about the Chiefs and and the, um, the legend that they have created and the possible dynasty that if they win this, we have to consider it. but it could be this individual game as well. It could happen again. And as much as you game plan for it, they're just that good. And I never want to overlook that. I didn't want to miss that while we were talking. I know we've said both their names multiple times, but that connection is 
absolutely important. And if we're going to put in a spiritual term, it is divine for this team. Uh, it is special. It, it is. So uh, that could be the tear apart. I, you know, but, but we've all stated, and I think if we're going to wrap it, um, keys for, for Kansas City is uh, they've got to stop McCaffrey. We all, I, everybody can head nod that one. We all agree. You have to limit McCaffrey. And then on the other side of the ball, you've got to get Pacheco outside. And, and make the 49ers pay. Uh, and don't get away from the run. Stick with it. Stick yep, with it. Stick, stick with, with it. it. Which Reed did last week. We talked yep. about it. 24 carries, 60-something yards. I mean, and he still kept doing it. Two-point-something carry. Didn't care. Yep. Fine. I'll go for third and four. Don't, I do not care. Um, but, uh, and, then, and then lastly, you, uh, the, the turnover battle for the Chiefs is probably more important, I think, for the Chiefs than it is for the 49ers. I, I, I'm going to say that if, if Mahomes turns his ball over and gives that offense one more shot, especially on a short field with the percentage that the 49ers score at, uh, that's, I mean, that's it. That's the game. If he, he turns it over on his side of the field, that could literally be the game. I think the 49ers have enough offense to make up for a turnover. Um, you know, uh, but if, if, uh, if the Chiefs turn it over first or if they turn it over on their side of the field, that could be the game. For the 49ers, it's absolutely 100% McCaffrey's got to roll. Like, he's got to do it. He's got to have a day. Um, and they've got to not put Brock in a situation where he's got to throw 35 times. I agree with that assessment. But the big thing outside of McCaffrey is the defense has got to be whole in the middle. They've got to effectively stop the run or limit the run. Uh, you know, we, I think we'd all nod our heads and say the number is 100. If you keep the Chiefs under 100 yards rushing in this game, that is winnable for the 49ers. That's the victory. They got to do that. If they yeah, those defensive ends have to stay home. They can't crash like they did last week. Um, they got to keep Pacheco and Holmes inside that pocket and running up the middle back to those stud of linebackers, not letting them get the outside. That, that's really the key on that defensive line. Yeah, yeah, I mean, especially when you consider, speaking of those rushing numbers, um, I guess a little mini trivia question. How many times do you think that Patrick Mahomes has thrown for under 300 yards since the beginning of November? Uh, all, all of them? I don't. I'm going to say all of them. Is that it? That he's he thrown, for, thrown for over 300 yards is what I'm saying. Oh, How many games do you think he's thrown? None of them since November. I no, I think he's got one. He's got the New England game where he threw three hundred and five yards, two touchdowns, two picks. That's the only time since November. You have to go back to October twenty second against the Chargers when he had a huge game, four hundred and twenty four yards, four touchdowns, one pick, where he's thrown for over three hundred yards. And so to your point, for the Niners, if you're wanting to win this game, I it, you know, I don't think any of us doubt that Patrick Mahomes can throw for more than 300 yards when needed. But sure. given the current state of that wide receiver room and some of those skill guys there to lose the reliability of Pacheco in the backfield and to now say, okay, Mahomes, we know that you can make the plays, but we have to trust that your passing yards result in receiving yards um, to get you over 300. That's just not how they've been winning football games lately. Right. So you take that away. It does put some stress on those other skill guys for Kansas city where they haven't necessarily needed to tap into that outside of like Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey, especially in the postseason. Yeah. They, and, and to, to piggyback off that, 
I don't think the Niners are afraid if Rashid Rice gets 140 yards receiving. They they right. the 49ers still win games when they have a receiver that that gets that much. It's it's that if Rashid Rice and Kelsey both have 100 yards receiving, that's when the 49ers are in trouble. And Pacheco, you know, still gets his 60, 70 yards off of 20 mm-hmm. sub carries. That the Niners are in trouble there. But if you have one of those receivers with 120, 130 yards receiving, the 49ers defense is like, this is what we do. We just not going to let you score a touchdown. But you can get some yardage. We're okay with that. Um, but we're going to put pressure on you, and you're going to have to eat for every single one of those yards. And and if they can stop the run and they can make you throw it like that, um, the Niners aren't afraid of that. And so if if Mahomes gets the to that 300 yard mark, that's not necessarily the game either for the 49ers. Like they they might still be okay with that. Um, as long as they they can keep the teams out of the de- end zone like they have all year long, like they're they're one of the best red zone defenses in the league. So I think that's yeah. that's that's one of the other keys. And 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 you're right, this receiving core hasn't been good enough outside of Rice and Kelsey to really like carry the entire team. Kelsey can carry can carry the team for a quarter or two. Rice can come in and carry the team for a quarter for for receiving yards, but for the whole game having only two receivers that are really doing that is really hard. 49ers, uh, just to compare some stats, 49ers are uh, second in the league in red zone percentage, uh, second only to Miami uh, The in terms of scoring offense. Um, the Chiefs are actually in the bottom five uh, in, uh, in terms of red zone scoring uh, percentage. The... Uh, Looking, looking at a lot of these stats. By the way, the the, the teams mirror each other defensively. Really funny. Um, you'll see one of them at third, and another one at fifth. You'll you'll look at passing yards surrendered. Uh, you know, in in games, and uh, if you look at the yards per game, one team will be here, one team will be like one or two spots below them. They're really close on a lot of these these big yeah. deals. But the Forty Niners, uh, and and then also the the. Chiefs, in terms of surrendering points in the red zone, have done that pretty consistently. Both of these kickers um, are fantastic, have been throughout the season. Uh, Moody's got a total of four missed kicks. Butker's, I believe, got three. Um, you know, And I, I think had the second highest percentage or the highest percentage uh, field goals made throughout the year. Um, the Chiefs do uh, end up kicking quite a bit more than the 49ers as well. Uh, you know, And uh, you look at uh, the amount of field goals that that uh, that they posted. So, I uh, Andy Reid does get real conservative uh, between about f- yard marker forty and yard marker twenty. And I will um, say some of that to interrupt you here quickly sure. too is some of those moody misses have come at the worst time. Uh, Fair. And so I, I do game think, especially. Yeah. So I, I do think that some of those, like some of the conservatism there, is also knowing yeah we have maybe not the best kicker in football because Tucker is still alive, but we have like one of the three best kickers in football right now. Second best, probably. probably. I would, I would probably say second best, but you know, I wanted to leave it open for whoever wants to argue with me about that. Um, Aubrey kid. Dallas is pretty good. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good, but I I will say that with Moody, like would, I I don't, I don't think Shanahan is necessarily like a, a super conservative guy with, with the play calling. Um, but I think maybe he would, tend to be a little bit more comfortable if you still had like prime gold back there where it's like okay well we we don't need to worry about potentially missing a kick here because that could be more detrimental than us going for it a la like the lions um but it is a good point like sometimes they will just take the three because they can and they might not be worried about well what if we miss the three because 
Butker at this time of year has been pretty consistent where we've seen Moody miss a couple. And 49ers have, I believe it's the first or second best uh, starting field position in any team this year. Uh, you know, Chiefs are in the middle there uh, in terms of that. I was looking at punt numbers. Uh, you, you bring the punters into the game. Special teams usually a huge factor in the Super Bowl. Was last uh, year we talked about Darius Tony. Yep. Um, you know, Niners are, I believe, eighth or ninth. I think it's eighth this year um, in return yards, which would shock me and Mike because we complain about it a lot. Um, <laughs> and that's with Ray Ray being out quite a bit of the year, uh, you know, it, or well, the end of the season. Um, so, uh, you know, Chiefs, again, sitting kind of in the middle on, in that regard. Um, I think uh, the 49ers have surrendered the fewest touchbacks in the NFL uh, coming off a punt. So if we get into field position battle, this is that's a team that does really well. But also, um, if it's field possession, or field possession. What am I saying? Field position. 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 Why position. am I saying possession? Uh, position. I you know Kansas City does a great job making kicks. So uh, yep. you know, and they're they're not necessarily concerned with getting to the red zone. They'll take their three and and uh, let their defense kick back and punch you in the mouth. This to me is a great Super Bowl matchup. I know it's not the teams that America wanted necessarily. Um, I, that's pretty evident. Um, I think a lot of people would have, would have rather seen this go completely the opposite and watch the Ravens play the Lions. Essentially, if you're not a fan of either of these teams, you hate the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and it's funny being a 49er fan right now. I know not necessarily on this podcast, but I do have a lot of people uh, cheering for the 49ers just because they're sick of, some of the well, obnoxiousness of recent winning teams, which we know happens it, every time is, you get a team that gets it hot. Is the quote from The Dark Knight, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Hey, come a, on. That's exactly there what this is. Go. In 2018, everyone was rooting for the Chiefs. I hate all your quotes, but that one was great. Against, against. <laughs> but that, that's like what this is, 100%. The people who are yeah. literally voting against the Niners, essentially, are Rams and Seahawks fans. That's, yeah. a, that's about it. Yeah, well, I, and. Yeah, I'll say from my perspective, like I grew up for a lot of that time hating Tom Brady because like that's just kind of what we would do. Every, everyone go. did if you weren't. Yeah. Um, but then as I started to like get a little bit older and have more of the appreciation for like the historical context of what I grew up with, I'm like, man, I can't I want to I'm root for Brady to get his next ring here when he's playing yeah. when he's playing the Chiefs. And now that the the Chiefs are like oh, we can we can go back to back like that doesn't happen in football. And then like all of the conversations of well, what happens if now Mahomes ha- takes home another Super Bowl, another Super Bowl MVP, and like look at the pace that he's on, and like this all-time debate argument. So I also like root for those things now because I kind of grew out of the like, oh, I hate seeing the same guy win because I'm like, well, maybe that just means I get to watch the two best quarterbacks to ever play the sport, which is probably already still true. However, you end up ranking them at the end of the day, so I I find myself rooting more for that than than I used to, but I definitely see yeah. the. The fatigue, the like, uh, these guys are getting shoved in our faces all the time. But it's like, hey, that's just greatness. Well, it's yeah, it's I, just I, like I, it's just like everyone was tired of seeing, the, uh, tired of seeing the Cavaliers and the Warriors in the NBA Finals. Like everyone was yes. tired of seeing the Warriors in the Finals all the time. People were tired of seeing. Really LeBron, hated like, oh. rooting for LeBron that much. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it got Speak old. for yourself. No, I mean, I was always, I was always rooting for LeBron. Not, I was, um, yeah. but no, but like, it's, it's it's totally the same thing. Like they just. It's because they've been here. It's like, you're always like, all right, let's see someone else win it. Let's see someone else hoist the trophy, things like that. But when it's a team I hate, then I obviously I'm going to, I don't want them to see. I don't, if I, yeah. And for Mike and I, who have lived through adulthood, losing two Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, 
we really we really do want to see someone else win it. We we would like to have <laughs> our first one in twenty nine years. That would be fantastic. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm almost forty, so I did get to see. Yeah, the 49ers, Stevie Young win one. Okay. I got to see Joe Mon or uh, Joe Montana win a couple. So like I'm old enough to like remember a couple of those Super Bowls, um, especially the Steve Young one. But yeah, no, I'm jonesing for for a good game here. Heartbreaker, the last couple, um, legitimately heartbreaker, the last yeah. couple, like down to the last play on Eve. And so it's like, but I do appreciate greatness as I've gotten older. And I used to be the same way, Jameson. Like you look at what Tom Brady was doing early and like the Patriots are like always there. And you're like, uh, and then eventually there's like something that switched in my brain. I was like, oh, it's, it's the Falcons. Like game. this is, I think yeah, this is, like, I, yeah, there's something mm-hmm. all time great that's going on it, with this team that I need to start appreciating and like yep. paying attention to, because if I'm, if I don't, I'm missing out on something like that's how great yeah. it's, it's the Patriots Falcons game. hundred percent for Tom Brady. Uh, like we all hated him bit. until he did that. And they were like, crap, he's the greatest of all time. <laughs> Yep. This he might sucks. be the greatest. He's the greatest well, of all time. Yeah, I, I like, even th- I even remember after he won his seventh with the Bucks against against the Chiefs, and then he made it to the playoffs. And I'm like, how awesome would it be to see him win eight? When because they, they could because, because the yeah, Bucks went back to the so playoffs. Annoying. The, the next year, I was like, uh, because like like because uh, yeah, I was like, dude, if they could if I could see him win eight Super Bowls, I mean, if I they beat the Rams, they might have. If they ended up beating out beating the Rams in that game where they stormed back, like they probably would have won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, yeah if, I, if everything I, that's else would play out the same. I mean, they would have been the favorite because it's Tom Brady. Like again, you 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 get him until otherwise. You're right. So, and I think there's there's some of that with Mahomes coming up too. Where James and I've talked about it. It's Mahomes until proven otherwise. So we we hadn't planned this real quick, and I don't want to like detail it, but give me your team not winning, okay? And I just said mine. Uh, but give me your team not winning the your favorite Super Bowl. Okay, my because my favorite one is Tom coming back from twenty eight three. Twenty eight three was like a spiritual experience. Oh my god, you love that word. It, it. I mean, that's what it was. I was like, I've never seen anything. Like, I didn't know this was actually physically possible within the time constraints of a football game. Well, Did, we all know what the worst one is. Yeah, it's the, the Rams Patriots. That was the worst. worst Super Bowl I've ever seen. That was terrible. Yeah. I hated that Super um, Bowl. Gosh, that was boring. That was yeah, worse than watching the Seahawks stomp. The Broncos. That'd be like that if the worse. if the Niners only came out this year with that offense and scored three points. Like that's what it would be. Mother of God. Like that's what it was. For me. <laughs> yeah, and like, and, and then the Chiefs score seven. Wait, that'll that'll like, put me naked on I five. <laughs> we scored three points. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, best one. I mean, I mean, obviously twenty three, but to try and go somewhere different. I mean, it was really cool seeing Peyton Manning win his last on his last. Like that was his final. Yeah, like I mean, the Super Bowl wasn't that. I mean, it was a defensive game. Von Von Miller um, won that game. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I, like I remember, like that. That was good. Pittsburgh, and, Arizona is up there for me. Heck yeah, that's a good mm. one. Oh Honestly, yeah, Arizona should have won that game. So, I, I'm still wow. I'm still sad yeah. about it. That game, like you have the 100 yard pick six right before halftime. You have the yeah. toe yeah. tap James in the corner. James Harrison being James Harrison. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's people pe- people rank it high a lot, and I know, and I'm, it's 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 pain for me too, but. The Patriots Seahawks one was a yeah. really good Super Bowl. It was a great Super Bowl. That's like, the one I was actually gonna say. I was I, like, yeah. I, was, I was actually gonna prime it. I was gonna be like, it's not anything against you or your team, Grant. No, but that it, game it really was, was a so great Super good. Bowl. And like, like it, literally any Super Bowl that comes literally down to the last play, always like is gonna that, be good. Is, you're just like, wow. Well, and well, a lot of people like, forget but, about the curse catch right before. Dude, the it, curse too. catch is one of the most. Oh, it's like so the good. most forgotten plays of all time because like two yeah. plays later is the interception. But that play yeah. is incredible. 
Um, you had an undrafted dude score two touchdowns in that game. Uh, Chris Matthews, who no one even knows, except if you're a Seahawks fan, you know who he is. <laughs> He's the guy that recovered the onside kick in the Packers game and then scored like two touchdowns. Dear God, like, I hated that game so um, much. Um, it was, for, a, me, the, uh, for me, it's the it's the Patriots 19-1 and one season. The Giants yes. knocked off. There's, that's my second place here. That's, yeah. that's I, I remember that. That. that game, what, like a catch. wild card team going up against the that, undefeated yeah. Patriots and pulling Nine it and off. seven. I was not was watching football then. Oh, so good. I wish I was. So good. I remember betting friends for McChickens. I was like, I'm, I'm picking the Giants to win. I'll bet you a McChicken <laughs> on it because nobody had money because we were just like middle schoolers. I, you know, McChicken was a dollar at the time. So I was like, I can make that bet. Dude, Man, I cashed out now. on some McChickens. Dude, that's too expensive to bet I, those now. Yeah, that like breaks $4. the bank now. It's I bet like, my yeah, best $4 friend. $4 for a McChicken. I bet my best friend who will probably listen to this uh, I, a meal uh, on that Super Bowl. Uh, he is a massive Patriots fan. Uh, had been since he was a kid. He wasn't those like he sure. was a Drew Bledsoe guy. Okay, he's a big Drew Bledsoe guy. He has he's had the Bledsoe jersey for the entire time I've known him. But uh, no, he <laughs> I got to watch that game with him. We're for all of us on the podcast at least. Inside joke. We were at Wes's house, and he was the only one rooting for the Patriots and there were legitimate like four real Giants fans what no Jeff was Jeff was not there Jeff was elsewhere um and there was four real Giants fans in the room and then the rest of us just rooting against Tom Brady in the perfect season um and dude when he caught that when he put pinned that ball on his helmet the collective went insane and we didn't oh, stop screaming uh, until well after Plaxico caught the wide open, oh, open. in the corner oh, of the end zone. So good. Dude, we mm-hmm. lost it. It, it, it. He had to leave. He full on was like welling up in tears because he knows how close that one. He said mattered more to him than any Super Bowl. Um, it's no, I, my oh, buddy Kyle, like he he's he got to watch Tom Brady play what? in 10 Super Bowls. And he was like, that one hurt the most by That's far. That's the perfect Tom, season gone. Yeah. Tom, Tom Brady said you trade yeah. like three, like two Super Bowls for that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, what it Tom, what Tom agrees. Uh, but yeah, no, no, I mean, that's, that's mine. That's mine. It's so good. Yep, totally. So good. I, I mean, and even the even the 2011, 2011 one, there was when the Giants won again. There was that I forget who did it, but that crazy toe tap. Oh, like on that third yeah. Down, like there, well, wasn't that Plex go on the on the corner and the ends or not yeah. the corner, but it was, on the sideline. I might have oh, been yeah, no, it's Plexico. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Plexico on the cr- sideline. The oh, and then um, uh, was it was it Amari? Did Tumor have that one? Amani Tumor? Uh, maybe. That might have it been might have been. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. But then, but, oh, but then there was, was the good. whole, like, oh, but the, I remember that. The only thing that I remember that from great. that Super Bowl, like, and I remember watching it was when whoever the running back was, like, sat down in the end zone. Like, because they were trying to, he was trying to go down early to kill clock, but actually, like, sat down into the end was zone. Was it Jacobs? Yeah, accidentally, yeah. Um, I, that's the only yeah, that would have been, been Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah, it was Jacobs, the human bowling ball. That was huge. <laughs> so big. I mean, he he was no bus, but he yeah. was real big. Uh, Brandon I think Jacobs, a, a thank contender you. for yep. me also. Just while I'm thinking about it, like offensively, is that uh, the Philly special? Oh heck yeah, that's uh, absolutely. Tom Brady threw with like over 500 yards and still what a lost. great oh, game that that might that might be actually mine. It might be that one just because of. Just, yeah, the underdog, the underdog, the underdog Eagles, Nick, Nick Foles, Nick Foles Carson Wentz man, goes down during out. an MVP season. Yeah. 
Uh, I my, you know, one of the first ones I remember as a kid, like when I'd really gotten into football, you know, because I started watching when I was like nine. Then the 49ers won the Super Bowl the year after. And then um, I was actually, I loved watching Brett Favre and Reggie White. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. a big one for me. I, I mean, if, you, if you're a Christian family in the 90s, uh, Reggie White was your guy. Okay. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't care that he played for Philly and that he played for the Packers. We, we really liked Reggie White. Uh, he, was, he was a, a Bible-believing Baptist preacher uh, when he wasn't murdering quarterbacks on in the field in the NFL. Unstoppable, uh, by the way. Yeah, dude after my own heart, literally. Uh, but uh, that one was really cool. I think I was like 13, uh, 13 or 14 for 97, that one. 97, I think. 98, 96, 97, yes. Uh, yeah, 96, 97. So I was 12, my bad. Yeah, yeah I was 12 on that one. I, but I, I distinctly remember where right. I was watching that game. Remember watching their playoff run and all that stuff. And, oh, man, I, I loved that team, too. That was, that was a great team. I think the real takeaway from this is that it's a good thing, and this is why the NFL is so, is so successful, that most of the Super Bowls are very good. Always. Yeah. No. There's, yeah. there's, you know, every now and then you get your blowout Super Bowl. Uh, you know, you get the Chiefs and the Bucks where it's like, uh, Chiefs just <laughs> were letting Mahomes get slaughtered, and then you have your... Antonio Brown Se- had a day. <laughs> you, you have your <laughs> Seattle-Denver Super Bowls where it's like, this game was off by halftime so um, awesome but yeah. there aren't many super bowls where it's like this is i mean you know uh 28 to 3 was was one of those in the in the making until we had a literal football miracle but um the nfl yeah. does a pretty good job of getting the two best teams there and even if they're not the two best teams on paper it ends up usually being a pretty good game yeah um, and these mm-hmm. these two teams have hit the momentum at the right time they're doing the they're doing the right things they have proven that they can do stuff uh, well that they weren't necessarily doing in the regular season. Brock hadn't had to come from behind. He's done it twice in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chiefs were struggling uh, to stop rushing attacks. They've done it two out of three games massively. They had the their own gauntlets for, they had to like fight their own demons to like get to the boss fight. You know, it's like a video game where it's like, yeah. to get to the boss fight, you have to fight the things that are like your biggest weaknesses. And they like did them. And now they're yeah. here. You know, and and for the for the 49ers, honestly, the big thing for them was replacing a, a safety that went down. Um, yep. And for the Chiefs, it was finding the right collection of young guys in that receiving core uh, to where they could put consistent points on the board. Uh, they've been they've been better since Tony was been. Uh, yes. Uh, leave him cut. on the bench. Leave him on the bench. Dressing. Yeah, he hasn't right. even dressing. Yeah. So I uh, a little bit different today. Um, I just I you know and I and I know you guys are cool if I pivot sometimes. Um, <laughs> I thought this would be a little more fun than going in and doing trivia. Um, I've been checking out a lot of the prop bets, and I thought let's just let's hit the prop bets. Uh, going in, um, and we'll play like a side game because so we're gonna do our pick them to close the show. But let's go into prop bets right now, and I've got a number of them here. Nothing uh, about Taylor Swift, please. Uh, no, I will not talk about Taylor Swift. Thank uh, you. you were not supposed to bring her name up. That's your fault. <laughs> My uh, wife keeps telling me that that hurt that she's going to have her own Super Bowl party and it's a Taylor Swift Super Bowl party. <laughs> cool. Dude, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm not Mike knowing. and I are having our own Super Bowl party. <laughs> Does, does she house. know that like in total, like in each one of these games, the Taylor uh, Swift screen time is really only like four seconds, seconds and under <laughs> like yeah. per game. He actually, they, she actually, she actually, yeah, she's actually not showed a whole lot in it. 
Um, duration. They talk about du- it a dura- lot. Dura- yeah, no, they talk they about talk, it a lot. Duration they talk, and then the media loves to just tweet about it, which uh, is mostly okay, where it comes here, from. So. We'll, we'll make up our own prop bet. Let's say, let's say Travis Over. Kelsey scores. How, uh, in terms of duration in the Super Bowl, how much screen time do they give her? Plus, minus five seconds. Plus, that, uh, I was literally going to say five seconds. So I'll take I, the. I'm usually pretty good at getting those. Um, I'm, I'm gonna take the over. over. I'm you know what? Over. I'm gonna take the over, and I think it's because Travis Kelsey maybe scores twice. Ooh, okay. That, that might be that might be why. Uh, um, I, I mainly just think, yeah, like I mean, he's probably gonna do like a. He's. It's the biggest stage. The biggest blow a kiss, game. He'll do a heart. A blow whatever a kiss. He's so done. then, but, and then she's gonna blow one back, and there's gonna be some of like, oh, an awesome let, moment. Let's be real though. Okay, do we just think it's gonna be over five seconds? Period. Like it's the Super Bowl. Everyone knows. She's um, gonna be there. I'm gonna say maybe. That's why I think they're going like, like I guarantee you, even without the touchdown, she's gonna go more than five, right? For like, I, so are you talking about more than five for like one single shot? Oh, uh, that's true. We because got, like, I guess we got okay. Because yeah. like, let's do a collective. Because they're then. gonna show all the celebrities that are there, and that's gonna probably. be We a few said we weren't gonna own. do this. Now we're doing it. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> so like 25 seconds. I is refuse like the, to answer the question. I was gonna say 30. So I reject the 30. Premise. Feels like a lot. 30 Even feels 20, like a lot. 25 feels like a lot too because they're going to have a halftime show. Like there's going to go be under? a lot of other places to put the camera. Oh, I'll take, they're I'm gonna gonna take the over. I'll take the over on 25. The NFL knows how Mike, to make their Mike, money. Mike, you need to you need to get in the dock. You're better at this than we are. <laughs> I'm going to take the under on 25 seconds of Taylor Swift. All right. And Ta- I, this Taylor is, Swift. This is from Game Clock seconds. has started to Game Clock has ended. So I'm not counting pre-game, post-game. Because that's not during the okay, game. Okay, so, so kick, off, kick, kick off, off to close. To kick confetti. off to close. Yeah. yeah. Kick off if, to confetti. Like, the Chiefs won, she's going to be on the field. Yeah, they're oh, going to yeah. put her on the box. They're going to show her in pregame stuff. Bro. Uh, okay. Real quick I don't want this to happen. They're going to bring her onto the freaking stage with the trophy. I, I don't want this to happen, but does he take a knee on the field if they win? There have no, been a no, lot of no, people no, talking about so. that, but he won't. That's no. that's crazy. Real quick question. Are we counting? Oh, oh. I don't think so. Yeah, what, are, say, are we counting um, halftime show? Because Usher's going to be up on the stadium, and you know they're going to cut to Taylor Swift dancing. Yeah, well, that's what Jameson said. We're counting everything. Yeah, everything. I'm, 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 off, I'm, off the close. I'm including that, and I think it's because okay. the halftime show has already been too scripted to, like, Put extra shots in there. Oh, so that's like, kind of well. But also, they're gonna milk even, that. Yeah, they're but even with it, it it's not gonna be enough to put me off of my under. Yeah. Like I don't think it's gonna be. Oh, by the way, during this Usher halftime performance, we're gonna cut away to Taylor Swift enough times to make a dent in that number. Yeah, I, yeah. I okay. don't think they really do. Okay. I mean, they pretty much keep it on the halftime show. Hey, maybe we shouldn't push this. He's already picked the under, guys. Let's take the over. And I'm taking just call the over. It. I'm taking the over. I'm over. Mike, just, are you over? I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go over. All right, we're all against James. Yeah, we're gonna go over. Spiritual zag. This is not even spiritual. This is just factual, factorial. (laughs) Haven't been haven't been that many seconds on Taylor Swift at a football game yet. So, all right, Uh, let's let's go to a football one. Let's go to a football one. All right, I can't believe uh, we just did that. I'm so sad. Like I'm so sad. Highest scoring half. (laughs) This is both teams combined. First or second. Uh, first or second half, they could they could tie as well. The tie is at plus twenty four hundred. Uh, second half is at minus one ten, so that's the favorite. Uh, first half is at minus one twenty, so barely. Uh, so, so where do we think the 
Who? Where do we think they're going to score the most? Or do we do think it will be a tie? That's all you got to say. You think it'll be first half, second half, or tie? Um. So I could see this going away where like both teams kind of get all their offense out in like the first half, and then it's just kind of like who's going to kick the field goal to win? Like it could be maybe they both score a touchdown, and then it's a field goal. You see that? I'm taking the second half points. I'm going first half. I'm I'm gonna stick with that. I'm going first half. See, I looked at numbers today. Like that, this is what's hurting me. I want to say what Jay or what Grant's saying. I want to go first half, but Brock Purdy's thrown ten fourth quarter touchdowns. Uh, That is the quarter he's thrown the most touchdown passes in uh, throughout the year. My Mahomes has. But is this the? Is this not the best defense that they've played? Yeah, but Mahomes also has thrown more t- mm. uh, yeah. touchdowns will be more, the, the first, and it's not a weather tired. game. So. Yeah, it's indoor in a dome. The defense will be more tired in the second half. You get some more backyard football from both sides. I mean, the whole thing that I would always bank on as we were going through in the playoffs with the, the 49ers was, oh, that first, you know, however many drive game script is going to be fantastic. But that obviously was not the case when they well, played Green Bay or the Lions, and then they brought it back in the second half and scored all their points. No, but Mike and I can tell you, like, second half has been our jam. That's what we do. Yeah, exactly. We come out make, the second half. Yeah, they're the, the best second you. half team, make, I think. Make the adjustment. So, and, and I think some people maybe still put too much stock in, you know, even if it is successful, those uh, those early game plan, first drive touchdowns. It's like, yeah, but you kind of get stale in the second quarter, and then you come out in the third and fourth, and then that's when the game's played. Forget it. I'm going to go second half just because the 49ers have the better offense, and they they are a second half team. I'm just going to say that. All right, what's next? Second half. Grant's going first. Uh, Jameson's got second half. Mike? I'm taking second half. They're okay. 49ers second half team. I will uh, take it spiritual, Zag. I'll call it spiritual. If the 49ers get up, the Chiefs are going to have to come back, and then I, I it just second half's the way to go. Okay, let's go. Uh, first score for the 49ers touchdown field goal safety touchdown is the favorite uh plus 175 field goal is second at plus 360 safety is plus 5,000 and this is if you got two dollars that might be a good one to throw those two dollars on this is uh 49er how the 49ers score first or the 49ers will score first and it is going to be no this is how the 49ers will score score first we'll score their first Uh, points okay i'm gonna go field goal that's what i'm gonna do i'm just i just that's just my instant that's just my instant reactions of field goal it's not me saying they're gonna have trouble on offense the game i'm just saying the first points will be field goal all right let's i'm also leaning field goal i think field goal is a a good bet on this one for me that's that's where i was at too Uh, i'm zagging Touchdown. No touchdown. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking like the field goal some parlaying out my second half points bet. First first drive, they're going to have to figure out kind of what the Chiefs are doing. Feel it out. Maybe they don't know exactly. Maybe the first drive, Chiefs come out there with a couple surprise things. Not able to get that first down. Field goal. The, if All anything, right. the jitters are going to be on the offensive side of the ball when the game starts. And so, you know, maybe they just settle. Total penalties accepted. Accepted is the key word. So the ones that will show up on the stat sheet. Oh gosh. The over under is at ten and a half. Well, I was gonna say ten. Um whew. 
Last week, Niners kept a pretty clean sheet. They usually don't, though, right? Aren't they one of Niners, the top five? Well, no, they they weren't. I look. I went back. I was shocked at that. At one point, they were because you had said so. They were. Okay, at one yeah, point. but they they had a few clean sheets toward the end of the season. In the playoffs, hmm. they've been pretty decent. I think they had six against. Can uh, I look the up how many was was accepted three. last year? Super Bowl. Kind of no, we can't go that hard. I, I'm gonna Why, take wait, the wait. If we're, if we're betting, it. we gotta we gotta put in our research. We gotta make our do our due diligence. Go with your gut. Come on, field goal guy. I, I am taking the under on ten and a half. Let him play. Jameson says, "Mike, you were at ten. You like ten? I think I like ten. I think I like ten. It's a Super Bowl. I think they're gonna let him play. I I don't know if they will though. I like I think the under two. I really think the NFL also probably wants to make an emphasis with the referees, like, "Hey, this has not been a great year for you guys. If our yeah, if our main product with Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs is soiled by if you say a her bunch name of one calls, more time, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just saying what everyone's thinking. Like, they know even more eyeballs are going to be on this than before. We can't handle the Swifties being mad at us, and you cheat the Chiefs out of this. The only thing that gives me a pause, the only thing that gives me a pause is the two two of the leading hold offensive p- players that get the most holding penalties are in this game. They're on the Chiefs yep. against two of the better pass rushers in the league. And you oh. know for a fact that before the game, during warm-ups, during the game, Shanahan and his offensive staff are going to be all over those refs being like, you were watching these tackles. They're going to be holding our dudes, and you better be calling. like. And it's gonna be on there. It's gonna be over. on there. And that's and the Nick only thing. Bosa, Nick Bosa said what after watching the the, the tape on the uh, Chiefs line? He likes to hold. He's, <laughs> yeah, he said one one little sentence when he was asked um, what he thought about the Chiefs after he watched the tape, and all he said is they hold a lot. And then he moved yeah. on to the next question. So <laughs> and you know if you want to take the over, the the proof is in the pudding with that. Well, but you also have Mahomes. I already yelled who, it. Who over. Okay. All right, he's over. We're on. He's over. Mahomes I does was- ride the refs a lot. During during the game, so I, I was like, I was gonna I was gonna take the under, but Mike, I did not I did not know. I mean, I saw I I, I saw the Nick Bosa quote, but I know they were two of the most. So I'm gonna just take the over. I'm gonna say it's like yeah, eleven. I, I, I think he's just gonna barely hit over. Or I think the right tackle for the Chiefs, um, he had more holding penalties by like ten than anyone else in the league. Ooh. So him right there, that's Ooh. the difference. But but uh, it's all season. So there's just out. one guy that's gonna be lining up over there the entire game. <laughs> And when they switch sides, the other guy is pretty stinking good too. Uh, Over, okay, that makes sense. Zagging on both. I don't. Uh, yeah, and I'm not loving my choice, but I'll stick with it. Okay, uh, let's get into a couple more. Is, is there just a who is going to score first? Uh, like a player, like Ayuk or Pacheco or Kittle. Let's look. Or I'd have to get, uh, yeah, that might be. Deep I mean, that's here. probably. Oh, yeah, here there. we go. Player it, props. Does Travis Kelsey retire if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? First, mm-hmm. no. 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 Uh, okay. So, so Andy yeah. Reid. That's a more. I think that's a more interesting one. Okay. I think that's Andy more likely. Andy he would stay around for all of Patrick Mahomes' contract, and even if he doesn't do that, Patrick Mahomes still has like ten or eight years left on his deal. So it feels like he's would... dead before that. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's one thing to say, yeah, I'll stay around for your whole contract, and then only stick around for two years of it, versus like you know six years of it at least. So I don't think he's retiring. Plus, okay. you know, if they keep winning. He could take Belichick's. I found touchdown scores. Now this is position players, obviously not quarterbacks. Uh, Who's gonna score the first? So we know who the favorite is. Greg uh, Jennings, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> <What the> crap. <laughs> Christian is uh, first. 
Pacheco is actually two, which I, I was a little surprised to see that. Uh, wouldn't be Kelsey two? Kelsey is uh, three. Debo is four. Ayuk five. Rice is the betting favorite at, at five. Uh, above both Ayuk and Kittle, which I found interesting. If you were asking 49er fans, uh, I think they'd struggle uh, with the order there. Um, and then with their feet or with his feet, Patrick Mahomes is actually listed after Kittle. Oh, it's Russian. Yep. So uh, hmm. you got holy cow! Do they even have? I don't even see. Is, are, is Brock Purdy not playing in this game? For the Brock? joke, I literally might say Kadarius uh, Tony. He's gonna be the first one to get touchdown. He might be a healthy scratch on this game. You realize that, right? <laughs> Jer- yeah. Jarek McKinnon. Uh, hmm. okay, so no, there he is. I don't want to go obvious and go McCaffrey. I'm gonna go Kittle. I'm gonna go Kittle. Okay, okay. Oh, wait. that would mean First that you're touchdown. saying the 49ers are gonna put up 10 points before the Chiefs score because you gave the 49ers a field goal on their first. No, that means that how the Niners score first, the Chiefs could get in. Oh, wait, no, that would, yeah, <laughs> never mind. Well, or, or it would be 10 3 anyway. Yeah. I'm gonna take Pacheco. Scores the first touchdown. Take Pacheco. Okay. I'm going to be boring and take CMC. I, I like care. I like running backs taking the first yeah. touchdown. I'm going uh-huh. Rice. Rice was my second option because I was, like, I was like either the that first drive or that first scoring drive, at least for the Chiefs, is not going to be totally geared on Kelsey because that feels a little too obvious. That'll be, that'll be third and fourth quarter. They're just going to key in on each other and just go after it but Mike's I'm always the negative Nancy against his own team so yeah come on Mike I'm the fan apparently right now no Same no I, I I got this all planned out don't worry about it okay. get a three point all right this, Rice is, also, gets a touchdown. this is also for my pick it's, it's later, so I'm not just considered I don't either. I don't have odds on this but um first sack which player I'm gonna go Jones. So obviously, I, I think I think Jones would would be the clear would be the number one. I think Bosa is two. two. Then Armstead uh, three. They, no, it'd probably be. Uh, well, Mike likes to call him Carlaftis. Um, <laughs> I call him Carlaftis. Carlaftis uh, would be three. Uh, then you would. Uh, then you'd have a kind of myriad of other players. So it could be Armstead, Hargrave, uh, or Chase Young. One of those three from the Niners uh, would be your your next one, and then uh, they've got the rookie, uh, the Chiefs do on the other side. So, yeah, I'm gonna Pick go. Guy. I'm gonna go Chris Jones. Uh, shoot. You know what? I I mm, I don't even want to take Chris Jones because I feel like we're gonna have a situation where they're just not gonna let him do that. Like Aaron Donald doesn't get many sacks all the time because there's two or three people on him. Um, so even though Patrick yeah. Mahomes doesn't normally get sacked, um, I'm going to take Bosa here on this one. Bosa. I, I'm going to go with the surprise. I'll go 49ers, but I'm going to go Hargrave. I'm going to go Hargrave. Uh, Mike, I, did you pick? I like that. I like that a I lot. I know what you're going to pick. I know what you're going to pick. You're pick your guy. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to take yeah, I think I'm going to take Karloftis. Yeah, Karloftis, not Karloftis. Uh, breaking it's news! Fine. Breaking news for the podcast here: uh, the Seahawks are interviewing none other than Chip Kelly for their offensive coordinator <laughs> position tonight. Tonight, 
Seems oh. likely. No. Why don't you Seems just go, likely. Why don't you guys just go get Grant's Airbnb. having a coronary. You, you guys have done so great so far. <laughs> Please. You got Leslie Fraser. You got Mike McDonald. Hey. Please. Go get B enemy. Anybody. Oh. Myself. I, I wondered if they weren't going to get B enemy. Yeah. That's what I like. Uh, as soon as you said it, I was hey, like, B enemy literally He's exists. an innovator, Grant. What are you worried about? Shut up. He's the fact that it. you would love Chip Kelly on the Seahawks. No, question. I just love you reacting. I, I honestly, I don't think you'll do a bad job. I don't. So. No, I think Chip Kelly is actually his spot should be offensive coordinator. I think that's right where he should be. So I just no. I think that's not a bad get. Ugh. Well, he doesn't have a future with UCLA football, so they're going to be freaking terrible. Um. Yeah. The, oh, here's the hey. By the way, here's the odds on uh, the unnamed individual being proposed to by Travis Kelsey. Uh, I've just found it. Uh, it's a minus three thousand uh, on no. <laughs> the plus is at ten sixty. Um, or the yes is at plus ten sixty. I here we go. Heads or tails? I was going to ask that one next. If you didn't do it, what are you taking? Um, I'm I'm tails never fails guy. Yeah, Sam. I'm going to go heads, just because you guys went tails. I think, I think I'm going tails. Tails never fails. Let's do it. Okay. I don't feel great about that one, because anytime I think of a coin toss, and I think tails never fails, I also think of the George Washington head on the quarter, because that's like the first thing that comes to mind when I think of a coin toss. And so I'm like, uh-oh, that's probably going to be heads. All right. Now we're going to do the two ridiculous ones. Okay, national anthem is one that they do every year. Um, the sorry, who was doing it? Reba McIntyre. That's oh, uh, over under on the uh, national the length. <laughs> yes, length over under on on length. So, uh, the over under is set at eighty four and a half seconds. Uh, I must under- admit through the uh, the podcast channels that I've been ingesting over the past several days, they have talked about this one and some of the history of how long or short these are. So based on what I've heard and my educated guess, I'm going to take the over because it didn't sound like we've ever had one that's been that short before. So I'm going to take the over, just historically. See... I'm going to go with the guy who listened to podcasts to talk about how the length of the national anthem. <laughs> We're doing so, it right now. <laughs> so, so I'm going to, I'm, yeah, well, I know, but I'm going to go with Jameson here. Um, I'm going to go, I think Reba is a professional. I think she's going to get in there, do it, and get out. I don't think this is the biggest moment of her life. So, uh, yeah, the, let's go, I'm, I'll go Reba going uh, under 84 and a half. Mike, and I got one last one after this. Um, I won't be listening to the national anthem since it's Reba McIntyre, but <laughs> give me, we'll on, give me the under, give me the under. We'll, we'll have it on. And then, no, I won't be listening. I will, I'll find uh, Reba McIntyre and Dolly Parton. I will not listen to. They make me want to throw myself. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say this is a far cry from Chris Stapleton last year, who was freaking was awesome. awesome. Which, by the way, was like almost two and a half minutes for perspective. Yeah. yeah. And this well, is 80, 84, 85 seconds. He made it into a song, so. Uh, okay i'm just saying also would definitely be the easiest bet to like have some sort of inside job on if you're just like hey artist i'll pay you 
X amount of dollars. Wrap it. <laughs> yeah, if, if you can just speed run this thing, because I got tons of money on the under. Kendrick Lamar is going to do the national anthem. Tech Nine is doing the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be over in twenty seconds, uh, and that's with the beat kicking in. I mean, he uh, hey he he is from Missouri. Oh, he is from Missouri from the Midwest. So you know that they would be kind of topical. Fergie needs to do it again. Bring, worst <laughs> bring it back. National anthem ever. That is the worst I've ever heard. All right, we are going to move to uh, the end of the show here. We're going to be doing our game picks. Uh, we will be picking a winner and score. I will, for the sake of us and time, and I, I, I love all of you, let's not break it down since we did our analysis already. Um, but picks let's and score. Pick, score, and you get a sentence. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh... Well, I'm, already, I'm, I'm, I'm already making noise. So I still go first. <laughs> um, listen, I made the mistake of betting against Patrick Mahomes two weeks ago. It's Mahomes until otherwise. Mm-hmm. So that's just where I'm going at this point. I'm going to go 24-17 Chiefs. I will defer to Mike. I've got this game really close to that score. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 24 to 20 49ers. Eight, you guys. Are we taking your, are we taking your, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just see where Jameson ends here. I know Jameson's shaking the chiefs. So go ahead, I, I am going to take the chiefs, um, for all the reasons that you guys so graciously, um, you know, talked to us about earlier in this show. You're welcome. Um, I'm going to take maybe a slightly higher score. I'm going to take a 26 to 24 Super Bowl here. Um, and I'm going to go Chiefs. All right. Um, I'm going to have to go. What the crud is wrong with you? Uh, so I'm going to go Niners. I just, I don't see the Chiefs being able to score enough points. 27-20. We to are honest, all- I really want to pick 24-21, but I don't want to do that to Mike. That was the score I have. 20, no, go for 20, it. 20. Take it. Take yeah, it. Are you that, sure? You realize we're all taking the under here, right? I think the, the over-under is like 47 and a half. Yeah. It's, so oh, it's, it's taking, not going, well, it's not said, going over. Oh, James, Jameson's so I got, over. Jameson's over. I got 50 over. points going. Yeah. Yeah. So. Jameson's wrong. That's fine. Um, 24-21. Okay. Well, we've got our scores locked in um, for four hours on Sunday. We are going to relish in the last moments of the NFL season that was 23-24. It has definitely come with a crazy amount of surprises. Uh, Next week, we'll take some time to reflect on the season that was. Uh, not, Not to overstate, but literally week one, Monday Night Football, we watched a guy go down after spending the entire offseason, the entire offseason talking about him and uh, the team that he was going to go play for. And it has been nothing but a roller coaster since. The best so, one, though, Joe Flacco won football games. I, <laughs> Joe, I think that's the one Joe that Flacco no one jumping off, the, off of it. I mean, it's there's so, so much. much. About. We're, we're also we're going to break down what happens in the Super Bowl, our favorite moments. We'll figure out who wins these prop bets. Mike and I might have the dock open and, and uh, track it a little bit uh, while we're watching the game together. 
And then uh, we're going to come back. Also, Thursday night is NFL Honors Night, and they'll be announcing uh, winners. We'll have to go over that, too. So we'll have a ton to break down. This will probably be a two-part episode, I'm going to guess, next week, just with all the stuff that we're going to have in terms of content. But we'll have all the reaction, all the celebration, because we love the NFL. Uh, to death, we love the NFL. And we're going to go all over all that next week in probably close to three hours or so. Um, but we appreciate you guys taking time to listen today. And we hope that you have a very safe and awesome Super Bowl uh, party with wherever you're watching it. Eat a ton of food, man. Have all the good things and then go home and sleep it off and tell your boss, Asta, on Monday. Uh, Go in late. You know, just call in sick. Do whatever you need to do. Don't go in at all. Forget it. Vacation Uh, day. Just take a vacation day. Quit your job. It's good. (laughs) Quit your job. Quit your job. (laughs) Quit your job, Gen Z. It's what you do best. You heard it here Uh, first. Anyway, and we will uh, we'll be locked in with you uh, next week to go back over all of it and uh, discuss maybe some things that could happen in the coming weeks. So have an incredible Super Bowl weekend, everybody. This is Sports Time.